Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 185 of Nintendo Power Block. I am one of your hosts, Corey Deergan. Alongside me, as always, is that retro code, Eddie V. It's time for good old this. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, obviously uh, this week there's no live show like we stated last week uh, because this episode will be recorded in advance because I'm going on vacation. So we didn't want to miss a week, so we're recording a uh, what people like to call an evergreen episode, Ed. Uh, this one ah. this one should be really interesting. It's going to be different. We're not going to talk about, you know, what games we've been playing, the news, if something really important happened this week, like, I, I don't know, a Nintendo Direct. I'm going to hate myself, but it's all right. Actually, if a Nintendo Direct happens, I will probably be home because they usually happen on Wednesdays or Thursdays, and I'll be home on, on Tuesday. So, uh, but anyways, how are, how are you doing tonight, Ed? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, was just going through my list and fine-tuning some things, and I cannot wait to st- talk about the games that I chose. So whatever you guys may think that will be on my list, you're going to be in for a surprise. Yeah, I I kind of was fumbling through this list, and then I kept looking at the games I had on my Switch, and I was like, oh yeah, I really like that. I really like that. So I made a list of like probably 40 games and whittled it down and kind of moved things around and everything. And uh, so, yeah, by the way, what we're talking about, we're doing a top 25 uh, games. Uh, let's see, top 25 games that we experienced on Switch since it launched. Uh, this will be coming out on, I think it's coming out on March 3rd, which is the uh, official birthday of the Switch heading into its fourth year. So mm-hmm. good, t- good timing for this episode. <laughs> Uh, yes. So that that's kind of our topic. But before we do that, we're going to talk about kind of the the future of Nintendo Power Block going forward, and kind of what kind of content you can expect from the Nintendo side of things on Boss Rush games. And and uh, you know, we're going to kind of have a candid discussion. We haven't talked about uh, this before, but I mean, we have, but not this particular uh, time. So we're going to mm-hmm. go through that and kind of just go through and, and see what our focus is going to be moving forward and everything. Uh, I know we kind of do this once every couple months, it seems like, but you know, we, we kind of see what's working and what doesn't and what, you know, people kind of want from the show and everything. Uh, so that's kind of, that's kind of where I'm sitting here. Uh, we're going to go through some of this housekeeping real quick. Uh, for those who, for those of you, wow. Wow. You can tell I've, I've worked a long day today, and it is <laughs> yeah. almost 10 o'clock at night. So anyways, for those of you new here, welcome to Nintendo Power Block. Each and every week, Ed and I, uh, as well as our friends from around the internet, come together to talk about the latest news, rumors, stories, and games from the world of Nintendo. You can join us live on Mixer and Twitch on Monday nights, or watch and listen on Thursdays on your podcast service of choice. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please rate and review us. Uh, leave us those five stars and a nice review. It really helps with discoverability and where you can find us and all that stuff. Ed, by the way, looked on Spotify. Uh-huh. We are the 30th most listened to Nintendo podcast. Ooh, yes. So, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of Nintendo podcasts. I'm not going to lie. But when you type in Nintendo podcast on Spotify, we are the 30th uh-huh. podcast that comes up. 
So oh, nice. I don't know if that means listens or not, but we're the 30th most relevant Nintendo podcast on Spotify. <laughs> I like to think that that means people listen to us, but you know. Uh, oh, also, by the way, I think we're going to start moving all of our stuff over to Anchor because well, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Remember, you can subscribe to our family of podcasts on our website at bossrushgames.com slash subscribe or search Boss Rush Games on your podcast service of choice. That includes the Boss Rush Podcast, Arsenal X Podcast, and of course, Nintendo Power Block. Uh, so, yeah, Ed, I, I kind of want to... I was thinking about this, and, uh, you know, by the time this episode go, goes up, it'll be a couple weeks, but I, I guessed it on the Diggity Podcast uh, with Brody and Jeff, and that was a that was a really good time. I, I really like those guys, and, and it just kind of felt like... A, you know, sometimes you get guests and you don't know how it's going to go. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of have guests on your show and then you kind of go on their show and kind of do the whole rigmarole thing. Yes. Like, I never, like, it's, besides the stuff that we do here, like, ha- like being on a different show, it never felt more natural to get into the flow of the show with them. Yes. Those dudes are really cool, man. And, like, after the sh- like. What we did, we recorded like an hour-ish show, maybe, maybe uh-huh. a little bit less. I I don't know, maybe a little bit more. But uh, we started at like 9.05, and we ended around 10 o'clock, a little bit after 10 o'clock. And then we st- I, stayed, I stayed up talking to them till like 12.30. <laughs> it was... Uh, it was a it was a good time. I can't say enough good things about those guys. You know, they 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 have a good show over there and you guys should definitely check them out. But uh after yeah. the show we were kind of talking about you know you and I specifically and then you know obviously Ray and, and Jesse uh to an extent we've kind of tried to experiment with a lot of different things, right? Like mm-hmm. do we do YouTube? Do we do live streaming? Do we do uh just focus on the podcasting stuff or do we kind of throw everything at the wall? Like we kind of have been and see what sticks and see what doesn't. Right. Yes. And like <clears throat> just, ha- just having a conversation with a different group of people, uh, kind of, you know, kind of made me, because I've had this discussion with a, a, a few of our guests that we've had on. Right. And they all kind of say different things and, and, this this conversation I had with with them kind of felt more relatable than the the rest of the conversations I had, you know, because like I I like to hear what other people's perspectives are or like what they're trying to do. Right. You know, not yes. that not that I want to like copy everybody. Right. Like that's not it's just to see like what works for these people, what makes it click, what you know, what are you trying to do that's different or what are you trying to do to to really make the best kind of product out there right and yes and uh you know i i kind of sat this morning in bed a little bit before i got up to go to work and uh was kind of jotting some notes down and and you know one thing the one thing i think we are the strongest at and i'm pretty sure everybody on the team agrees besides ray because he's such a great streamer but like podcasting is the thing we do best, right? It's just the thing we do best. And, you know, it's, it's something that we're all passionate about and something that we love doing, but 
you know, we've tried doing some stuff on YouTube and some of it works and some of it doesn't, right? And some of it hits and some of it doesn't. And uh, we're kind of midway through our pot and play season now and, and uh, we're doing the retro game show, which is fun. But like podcasting is kind of where we, we sit, right? And and so mm-hmm. uh, I kind of want to do more with Nintendo Power Block in that space. So I've, I've kind of come up with like a, you know, something that I think would work for anyone listening, us in particular, you know, creating the shows and stuff. I was thinking about expansion pack, right? Like mm-hmm. I was thinking about that and how we could in, include that into Nintendo power block. Uh, I was thinking about the direct recap show, uh, which is, you know, after big Nintendo direct we we, uh, kind of break it down and discuss it in kind of a shorter podcast form. Uh, I was thinking about, yes, you know, maybe splitting power block up and doing it twice a week again, you know, but making mm-hmm. them, making them almost shorter episodes, you know, like maybe one episode will be like the news episode. And then the other episode will be like, Oh, this is what we've been playing. This is what we've been enjoying on switch, that kind of thing. So, uh, I don't know. I I thought maybe we could just have like a general discussion about that before we head into our top 25 list, because this show is important to both of us. Right. And I know, I mean, I know boss rush is important to both of us. Right. But like this part of boss rush is like, this is, this is what we've grown with. Right. And, and this is, I think, you know, without being negligent to the rest of it, but I, I think Nintendo power block is kind of what we are both most passionate about through, 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 boss rush right just like mm-hmm. jesse is most passionate about arsenal x right and and yes. so uh i kind of want to get your perspective on this like what do you like in terms of like a podcasting perspective and like yeah live shows are like we're gonna do the shows live right live. Like, that, like that's yeah. that's we still want to do that like that's that's our thing that's what our goal right is to do the shows live mm-hmm. but like What's your perspective on this? What do you what do you what do you think about it? Well, definitely expansion pack. Uh, some some of our Nintendo stuff that we that we do. Um, it, I I think what I like um, when it comes to pop, like definitely when we're doing our, our special packs, um, and we just have this like general conversation of what we think. Mm-hmm. Or what we predict, or what we could see in the future, like, like, you know, if you take two episodes ago, how we talked about the Zelda trilogy, like that could be an expression pack because we're building on stuff. Like, even though our it's just a big assumption, it's not a really big expectation. It's just like we build on stuff like that. It, and and I think for a power block, you know. When we talk more about Nintendo, of course, you know, like you said, the news, what we've been playing and stuff, and definitely community questions. Um, I I think we try to look at it in a different perspective. And when we do that and bring it into podcast form, I think people would just like, once again, they'd be like, oh, that's a cool, that's that's a nice idea and everything. Um, going forward with PodBlock and doing multiple podcasts and stuff, I think it's, we got to figure out which one um, that we go about. 
uh, in doing it. Uh, because definitely when we start talking about Nintendo and we just get into the zone and it feels like sometimes it may feel like it's we're rambling, but when we're having that good conversation, we just don't want to let it go. <laughs> Those are kind of the good podcast things, uh, episodes that we do. Um, the, I can see in the future uh, us doing about maybe three things for podcasts for Power Block. So definitely the main Nintendo Power Block expansion pack, and I. I kind of want to just, I, you know what? I kind of want to have a, like a history revisit uh, podcast for Block. Just like maybe a game that whether we played it or not or we watched it, just revisiting what we were doing at that time when that game came out. And if that particular game, uh, if we did play it, what were what do we think of it then than we think of it now? Um, because I, I I think that's one thing that we haven't done um, for Power Block is that we haven't actually examined a particular game, whether mm-hmm. it's old or new. And this is not saying it's a book club kind of thing, but literally taking a epi- just making an episode where maybe we do look at Metroid Other M of what what did work, what didn't work, and why we felt that way about that game mm-hmm. uh, and stuff because I'm like th- that's one thing on Power Block that we don't do and even even in just Bosphorus in general we just don't we just sometimes don't do an episode on one particular game and I kind of think that would be a good thing you know adding of course to a special pack like I said in Power Block like really looking and focusing on one game and just talking about it mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. I think that's a cool kind of almost like a almost like a like a retro not sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. Like like a, a retrospective. Yeah. In the sense. And, and it could be like any Nintendo game, third party. Uh, I mean, as long as it appears game. on a Nintendo platform. Yeah, we could yeah. definitely do that. You know, like I think, yeah, that's a cool idea. You know, I kind of want to do more of that stuff, too. Uh I just I just want to do more within the power block space, you know. I think mm-hmm. I you know, we kind of built uh Boss Rush into like doing what we're passionate about and I think Nintendo is what we are both passionate about, right? And yes. and uh I want to I want to do more within the Nintendo space because that's what I that's what I started podcasting for anyway was was Nintendo and and the and you know, it kind of grew in different paths and different branches. Right. And then we met each other to do this show, but then, you know, I mean like it's all kind of grown from my love of Nintendo and your love of Nintendo. So like, why don't we just do that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. And I'm not saying like neglect boss rush podcast or, or Arsenal X or mm. anything either. Right. Like I just, I, I want to be able to like, th- there's nothing stopping, you know, Jesse and Ray from doing the same type of thing for Xbox games. Right. Or, right. Or, you know, having guests on to do the same thing, right? Like, I, I think that would be a cool way to get guests involved, right? I think that would be a cool way to get uh, devs involved, like, it, reach out to people and get it's, devs involved, streamers involved, like, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, it's, it's a way, it's a 
wait to have a natural conversation about Nintendo. And just like we have natural conversations with Emboss Rush and what you guys do for Arsenal X, when you're doing a podcast, one of the best things that you want to achieve is having a natural conversation about something. And me and you, we literally, because we have that love and that affinity for Nintendo, we can have these natural conversations. Yeah, there might be, there's going to be times that we disagree about something. It's because we may view certain things differently, but it don't stop our love for Nintendo. And I think in Boss Rush in general, that's what we strive for. Like, we want to make everything feel natural for people to listen to, whether whether people agree or not. It's a natural opinion that we just natural conversations we have, mm-hmm. and we're all different. We're all different individuals. Uh, and I mean, if we agreed on everything, it would be boring, right? Like, I think I yes. think that's a lot. Like, honestly, to uh, to be honest, like I think that's one of the bigger problems with with the gaming industry in general is like there's too many people that seem to have the same opinion, right? Like, yes, like. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think there's too many people that are scared to like, maybe not scared, but like, I think they're they feel like if they say something different than somebody else says, right, mm-hmm. that they're gonna get ridiculed for it, right? Like, we have unpopular opinions. Like, there's there's games out there that people love, right? Like, love, love, love that I I don't, right? Like, I just don't like like. The Last of Us or Bioshock, like I just don't, I don't care for those games, right? Like I just don't. Uh, right. And and you know, there's Nintendo games that I don't care about either, right? It's not like it's not like I'm just picking on those games because they're they're PlayStation games or third party games or or games that don't appear on Nintendo, right? Like I I just there's just games out there that I don't care for, you know, and and right. And 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 the attention is never trying to chat trash something. Even though oh, it no. may sound, even though it may sound like it, I think sometimes what what we're trying to convey to people is that when we're individuals playing certain games, different games connect to each one of us, and so when we come together to talk about them, we're showcasing what connects to us and what disconnects us to to it. You know. Yes, we may have an idea of Rockstar, but, you know, like, even if they brought all of their stuff to Nintendo Switch, if there's things that don't get fixed for it, I, pers- me personally, I would still voice my opinion, but I'm not, but I'm glad that they gave that opportunity uh, and that choice for people who want to play their games on a Nintendo console. I'm mm-hmm. not going to knock Rockstar for that or anything. So, that's part of the natural conversations that we that we have, and I think in, on Power Block, you know, on, on Nintendo Power Block, that's what we we've been doing for years is having that natural conversation, and hopefully in the future when we do more podcasts and we do get hear, hear more guests, because I would you know I enjoy um, hearing different people's opinion about Nintendo and about video games. I enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, you there's know. there's opinions I've had on the show where you know, I I just you know like like I don't like the Wii. Like I think I don't care for the Wii at all, right? Like I've said that on the show plenty of times. I've said it on other show plenty of times. Like I don't care for the Wii at like at all. There's a couple games on there that uh, I played and I I liked or enjoyed or or cared about, but like 
I just, I don't like the Wii. I don't like the controller. I don't like the, like, just, I, I don't know, man. There's just something about the Wii that I don't care for. Uh, you know, th- I still think there's only two games that use the Wii remote and Nunchuck perfectly, right? And that's Wii Sports and that's Pikmin 3 on the Wii U. Like, those are the only two games, like, I really <laughs> like the, the Wii remote and Nunchuck for. But, like, that doesn't mean that there aren't great games on that console, right? I do plan on, I... Heck, I brought my Wii U home and, and the the Wii controllers and everything to play some of these Wii games I never finished, right? Like Mario Galaxy is a game I've never finished and I would really love to finish, right? Like I I plan on doing that at some point. And uh so and I, Oh, sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go oh ahead. no, I was like no, I and I like I love the Wii and you know, I have for that system kind of over PlayStation 3 and Xbox because I feel like it was giving me something new. Now, some things didn't work out for that system. Some things did. Uh, but, I mean, like for me, that's something that me and you have discussed. And, and it feels like a natural conversation and everything. Um, you know, so. Yeah. No, no, I know, I know, I know what you're saying. I just, I just, uh, you know, I just don't really, uh, I just, I just want to expand what Nintendo Power Block means mm-hmm. moving forward, right? We're approaching 200 episodes, right? Like, we haven't missed a week since we brought it back, except for you know around Christmas time when everybody misses shows, right? Like, we haven't. Yes. Uh, like, I, I want to do more. Like, we're talking about Patreon and and these things, right? Where, uh those types of things are going to have to come up and these discussions need to happen for that too. Right. With and even with the other shows. Right. And I want to make sure, like, I want to make sure we're doing what we love and doing what we need to do to fulfill that. But also like, let's just, let's just talk about Nintendo and like, maybe, you know, Nintendo, Nintendo power block is obviously our structured show. Right. But also like, yes, let's do something that's unstructured. Let's do something different. Let's do something fun. Let's, let's explore the stupid expansion pack for the Nintendo 64 on an episode, right? Like, let's like, let's do, let's do some weird stuff, you know? And, and of course, like the direct recap stuff is, is also going to be its own show and everything, right? Like I, I, I do plan on bringing that back. Uh, I wanted to do an animal crossing one, but, uh, maybe we'll get to that. Uh, just to, just to not to be like up to date on it, but just to do like a, a practice run at a, a direct recap show, right? Uh, yes. Maybe we'll get do the last couple directs just to get back in the groove of doing them, right? And and you know, like the Smash one and and the Pokemon one that was a couple weeks ago. Maybe we'll just do like quote unquote practice episodes, right? Until the next big direct. Which, dude, if that thing happens while I'm on vacation, because I'm leaving, because I, I, I I'm leaving Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. If a direct happens on Thursday, Ed, I'm calling you from the airport and you're recording the Skype video and you will upload that video. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I would have snacks ready. So if you don't think I would, Corey, I'm going to be hitting you like crazy. Be no, like, I uh, I know, I know, I know, I know. I just, I, I like it's, I just remember like it's this. So I'm going to tell a quick story here and people who have been following us for a long time know I I I called 
what I called you from my honeymoon to talk about the talk about the switch reveal. <laughs> yes. Because that happened. <laughs> Literally halfway through my honeymoon. Yes. <laughs> to be fair, I did call when my wife was in the shower. I did not, you know, I wasn't like calling while we were like on a beach somewhere, right? Like I, I we were in our our room and she was in the shower and I was ready to go to dinner and I just they did a switch. They did the switch reveal, right? So, uh, I just want to do more fun stuff like that. And uh, yes, yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, what you're going to start seeing stuff pop up on on podcast feeds that uh, will be different, but also you're still going to get Nintendo Power Block. Uh, like, like we did moved it to Thursdays, and it actually benefited us uh, at least this past w- week uh, through analytics, at least. Uh, benefited because I think a lot of people get flooded with podcasts on the weekends and then they listen mm-hmm. to those podcasts throughout the week. And, uh, I think, uh, I think Thursday kind of helped us out. So, um, uh, yes. I think is going to start releasing on Thursdays and, and kind of be the, uh, bookend to the three major podcasts, uh, that we do. So, uh, but we'll, we'll talk more about that. Uh, obviously Ed, you and I will talk about it off, off air but yeah uh, yeah so why don't we get into our top 25 switch games this episode uh is gonna be fun i think uh it like i said the switch is coming up on its uh third birthday heading into its fourth year of existence on the market it has sold 53 million units as of this recording in a little under three years which is incredible and they're probably about to sell more because of Switch Lite. And dude, that, dude I want that pink one. Like, I don't... Everybody I, is going crazy over it. I I like it, but it's not for me. I, I don't know why. I mean, I, I like it sitting next to the other colors, right? Like, yes. when, you see, when you see the pictures of all four of the colors sitting yes. next to each other, like, I love that shot. I'm like, man, I wish I had, like, one of each of those, you know? I was like... Uh, if I was to get if I was to get a switch light though, it would probably be the yellow one, honestly. Yeah. Uh, yellow was for me. But I like that pink one, like I really do. Like if my kid was old enough to play games, that would be the one I would get her. I would almost man, she's almost two. I started Air when Rivers. I was th- I was started when I was three, so you know. Everybody yeah, was just like, it's Kirby. I was just like, it's beautiful, but. <laughs> I, I, it's just like I'm me- I mesmerized by that Animal Crossing, and yes, I know we're gonna get into the doc uh, to the uh, list, but I, I, ever since we had that design and they had the rainbow color like lineup, yeah, and even though not all of them came out, I think with Nintendo consoles, I'm like, if they would just bring out more colors, like I, if they were gonna do their next console, I would love once again just to have at least three colors to choose from. Whatever they do with their next console. Well, I mean, I they think, did. They had the Joy Cons. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, but I'm like, I would love for maybe my actual Switch or something to be white or orange on the outside or or just some like customizable color or give give me the red that they have when they do the Switch logos every yeah. time. Like I would love to have that for my actual console and then be able to customize and build from there. 
Yeah, I'm rocking the blues again. Uh, I was yes. I was rocking the grays for a while, but then I'm like, you know what? Vacation's coming up. I should charge these blues and, and rock them on vacation. So, uh, but yeah, I, I dude, I love the blues. I I may just I may just splurge tomorrow and just go get some Joy-Cons. I'm 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 about to. I'm worried about the Joy-Con drift, so I'm, I think I'm about to maybe do a refresh in the next couple months of just trade in the the grays and the blues and get just new sets of gray and blue you know uh yeah i just i just feel like that that's gonna happen sooner than later and it better not happen on vacation that's all i have to say uh but yeah we're gonna go over our top 25 switch games uh these aren't necessarily the best games on switch these are our favorite games on switch that have come out in the last uh three years, I guess. And, uh, I have a, I have a list of five honorable mentions that didn't quite make the cut, but games that I think still deserve the, the shout out. Uh, of course there are games that (laughs) there are so many games on switch that like, I, I just feel like there, there was, there's never going to be enough room for every game you think deserves to be on the list. Right. So I'm hoping I'm sure we have a bunch of the same games on on our list, but I hope there's enough differences that we cover the ones that I feel really bad not not adding to the <laughs> list. Because there's there are a few that I I feel bad not adding my list that I think deserve it, but I also like these games are better to me, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm gonna name my five honorable mentions, and Ed, you can run through a uh, a few of your honorable mentions, and then uh, I listed mine in order of my of you know, 25 to one, you know, like I listed them. These are the top games I think on, on switch that I enjoyed the most. So, uh, I guess here we go. Here's the top 25 games, uh, that I think you should play on switch right now. Obviously honorable mentions first, uh, the first five snipper clips, cut it out together, uh, a $20, uh, game, the puzzle game published by Nintendo, uh, there's a physical edition that comes with extra puzzles and stuff, which I think you can buy the expansion for 10 bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a really fun co-op puzzle game that uh, really will challenge your relationship with whoever you are playing with. Uh, you'll laugh. You'll, you'll do things just to mess each other up because you think it's funny, but then like you get really into it and you're trying really hard to solve these puzzles. Basically what it is, is you, you cut shapes out of, the character right they're paper characters and you cut each character into shapes to solve the puzzle and uh it this game should have been the packing game for nintendo switch it, yes it was it besides zelda this was the best launch game for switch without a doubt uh so uh snipper clips uh axiom verge uh the metroid style game that uh made by tom hap and he that I love this game and Axiom Verge 2 is coming out this year and I can't wait. Uh, I still, yeah. I'm, I'm, I still want to go through and finish this on switch. Uh, it's, it's definitely got the original Metroid vibe. It's got the awesome music, awesome art style, cool, uh, graphics and everything. Like the weapons are cool. The enemies are very Metroidy. So, uh, it, it's kind of like Metroid meets the matrix almost, uh, in a uh-huh. sense is what it feels like. So, uh, definitely want to give that a shout out. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, 
I still think the controls are kind of bad, but the game is so charming and so wonderful that like, yes, you know, I want to force myself to play through it because of how charming the, the, you know, it's, it just oozes charm. Right. And, and, uh, the characters and toad driving the bus to the hotel and <laughs> the, like Luigi reading the book on the, on, in bed with the ghost dog and everything. Like, it's just, it's so charming that, uh, yes. I think it, it deserves that uh, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, I think, is one of the. I think that this new Donkey Kong Country series that that Retro was doing is really fun. It's really clever. It's really hard, uh, and and I think if you miss this game on Wii U, you should definitely play it on Switch. It's uh, mm-hmm. definitely it's got an easy mode with Funky Kong and everything, so. Uh, it's definitely really cool. And then the last one, Ed, I know you're going to roll your eyes, but I don't care. I had a lot of fun with this when it came to Switch. Uh, and I still boot it up on Switch from time to time, especially now because of what they just added to the uh, added to the game. Fortnite. Uh, I think Fortnite does a lot of interesting and unique things. And, and I know like when PUBG came out, they kind of turned what Fortnite originally was mm-hmm. yeah. in, into what PUBG was, right? And kind of took their own spin on it. But, like, the, the the art style is really fun. I think the shooting mechanics are pretty decent. I think the character designs are fun. I think the costumes are fun. I think uh, the things they do with the map and the events they do are super cool. I think the Battle Pass obviously changed the game in a lot of games, right? Like Call of Duty's doing it, Destiny's doing it, Apex is doing it. Yes. Uh, I th- I think I think Fortnite does a lot of smart things, a lot of unique things, and I know people like to hate on it because it's popular, but again, it's I, I think it I think Fortnite has Call of Duty syndrome, right? Where Call of Duty's so popular and so polished and it's hard to change things up but i think fortnite is doing something really interesting and unique and uh you bet i'm gonna buy that battle pass to get that deadpool skin (laughs) (laughs) just to have it is it live now yep it just went live today on my on switch it just went live today so uh okay i think if you just buy the battle pass you get the deadpool skin which if you do i'd just be like okay sure sweet awesome so um those are my honorable mentions. Again, I'm sure there's a ton out there that, you know, like I think Minecraft is also should also be mentioned on there, but like there's nothing else to say about Minecraft at this point. It's just a, it's just a juggernaut. You know what? I was listening to a podcast the other day, just go off on a tangent and people were talking about Fortnite and Minecraft and how popular they are. And they're like, yeah, you can really measure the decades at how pot, like what game, like, the most influential and most popular game was and like somebody said Mario for the eighties, uh, because of how the, it turned the NES around, but then they started getting up into like the two thousands and the 2010s and like what 2020 is right. Like mm-hmm. to like the early two thousands was like angry birds. <laughs> and then like, wow. And like the late two thousands was like Minecraft and everything. And then, uh, Call of Duty was like the early teens, right? And then the late <laughs> teens was defined by by uh, Fortnite. <laughs> no, just like this is such a fluctuation of games coming in here. It's just like whatever. Anyways, exactly. Uh, Ed, 
what what are some of your honorable mentions here? Because I know I know there's some on here that that you okay. have that I don't. So I'm sure I. So this I. These are my honorable missions, my alternatives. Um, Lightfall, Yuko's uh, Island Express, Hollow uh, Knight, Super Mario Maker 2, Ultimate Alliance 3, uh, Pokemon Sword and, uh, Sword and Shield, Link's Awakening, Luigi's Mansion 3, Breath of the Wild, Splatoon 2, Doom, Skyrim, Mar- Mario Kart 8, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Fire Emblem 3 Houses, Bayonetta 2, Kirby, Strip- uh, Snipper Clips, Smash Ultimate, Mega Man 11, Bloodstained, and, uh, and also Curse of the Moon, um, Ukulele and the Possible Lair, and The Sky of Five complete. Um, that's uh, the reason that's why, quite a few. Yeah. reason why I put all of those on my alternative because as as fantastic phenomenal as those games are i really was trying to go for something different on my list with games um and of course this could have just been the list itself of 25 heck nintendo's own first party could have been its own 25 list but i really wanted to change it up that's true. Like, I, like when I was building my top twenty-five list, I was like, I have a lot of Nintendo first-party games on here, which I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. It's a Nintendo console, right? And Nintendo usually delivers, right? But I'm just, I was kind of surprised at how much Nintendo first-party I actually enjoyed because, like, you know, there's there's first-party games that I just don't care about, right? Like, I, I I know there's certain games that you care about that I don't, you know, and and there's other games that. I care about that you don't like you named a few on your on your alternates list that are definitely high on my list and and so you know it's 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 interesting to see man I'm kind of like hitting my second win now (laughs) after that (laughs) first like what 30 minutes of show I was I'm like I was like struggling to be like not say Ed I'm tired man but now I'm like hitting my second win now I'm getting excited Um, (laughs) sorry I don't know why I interrupted the show to to say all that but you know like i i I think there's just so much quality on the switch now that yeah it's it's hard like we said to make a top 25 list now don't get me wrong there's a bunch of garbage out there too like a ton of garbage on the eShop. but uh yeah there's 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 wacky experiences for everybody let's put it like that sure uh yeah all right. Yeah, because I don't know <laughs> why anyone would pay like a dollar to have a fireplace game on their Switch. I that I don't understand. But I mean, hey. I, I don't understand either. But to each his own. So. Exactly. All right, I'm going to start with my number twenty-five, Ed. Okay. And I'm I'm actually quite surprised that it made my list. Uh, but I was also surprised that I enjoyed this game as much as I did when it came out. And uh, that is Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order. Uh, I I was really surprised at how much I was taken to this game. I I wasn't sure, right? Like, I was like, I wasn't even going to get this game. Because I was like, I'm not a big Marvel guy. I'm not a big superhero guy in general. Like, uh. I mean, like, there's certain movies that I enjoy, right? But I like them because they're good movies, not necessarily because they're superheroes, right? Like, I'm just not... Yes. I'm I'm not the superhero guy, and like, you know, I, I kind of feel bad because I'm beyond Super Secret Friends United <laughs> soon, <laughs> and I I'm like I'm catching up on like their last two episodes because I haven't gotten to them yet, and I'm like, okay, good. They're talking about other things besides like 
you know, what issue Spider-Man Charlie's on this week. You know what I mean? Like I, I, (laughs) but you know, they were talking about Indiana Jones this past week and I'm like, I wish I was on that episode because I can't wait for some Indiana Jones five. I don't care how terrible it is. Uh, but I was, I was, I liked the gameplay. I thought the, uh, switching between the different characters was, uh, intuitive and, and fun and building teams that serve different purposes and watching, uh, different characters work well with others, you know, and, and finding, you know, finding the healers, finding the range characters, finding the up close and personal characters, you know, like really building and fleshing out a team that you really enjoyed playing as was fun. And, uh, yes. and testing out new characters as you unlock them was, was really fun also. And, you know, playing with the, the X-Men with the Avengers, with the guardians, right? Like the, it was so, cool to find like finally see those characters back together in a game and because you know, we haven't seen it since the last marvel ultimate alliance right because the, of the way like licenses are worked or are working and and who owns what license who owns what characters you know that's why you know in the movie stuff like spider-man's always separate from everything and and Fox owned the X-Men, which couldn't be part, you know, like it was just like a mess, a mess of licensing issues. And to see them all come together and Nintendo kind of, and, and, uh, team Ninja kind of produce a, a nice action game was, was just fun. And it was, it was weird on how the game got revealed because we knew there was going to be a Marvel adventure game coming out and everybody was like, where, where's the switch version? Yeah, and there was no mission of that. And then at the Game Awards, we're well, seeing. I, I was joking with you. I was like, "This looks like the phone game." And then we were like, "What if it's What if it's Ultimate Alliance Three? Like, just joking. We were literally just joking. You can go watch the uh, playback of that. We were literally just yeah. joking, and it was Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. And we were like, "What? It's a Nintendo <laughs> Switch exclusive. That's crazy. It's yeah. so crazy." Uh, so yeah, that was so. Yeah, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is my number 25. I am quite shocked that it is on my list at all. But yes. Yeah. So what's your 25, Ed? Okay, so uh, I kind of did mine differently, but it is part of the 25. Um, I kind of put my games in the years that they came out. So my number 25 is arms um this game came out in 2017 one of nintendo's uh new ip and you know this punch out me street fighter like you know phenomenal kind of game like it, it really took over social media and people really loved the characters and the designs and people were like choosing who they was going to be um Watching it with you guys, like the reveal when they was talking about it in Japan, like it was like really amazing. Then playing the beta, I was just like, "This is gonna be something," and I definitely enjoyed it. And I love this game. Uh, I I know people ridicule me about uh, RS2 happening, but I believe because there's a strong community and RS did sell good that. I, I have a feeling that they're gonna bring up do have an arms too and develop it more. But you cannot deny the fact that it was a game of you know just something different of mixing this this feeling of punch out and 
uh, a fighting game together. And it was just as wacky as it, as it was. It was really cool to see the characters um, and and their special moves and how they fight and everything. Because people really love the cast. Like mm-hmm. it's a really strong cast, and the artwork is just beautiful, and and the music people also enjoy. People was just like they love the theme song to Arms and stuff. Uh, I and mean, you kind of, Arms had and, a bumping soundtrack. Let yeah, me tell you. and and you kind of could see some of the Arms lettering in our Boss Rush podcast, uh, fun in a sense. Mm, like when, like when Arms. I, it's a little bit when when they was first showing it, for showing ours. Mm. Uh, just the fun, not the colors, not the style. It's, it looks different, of course. They're different and stuff. But if you look at it, you'd be like, "Oh, I can see that a little bit." Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, my number twenty-five is arms, and I hope and hopefully people who are buying the switch or uh, definitely a switch, um, not so much a switch like. Um, if you're getting the switch, I do advise to get ours and play with the Joy Cons. Like, get your workout on. Um, it, it, trust me, it's fun feeling like you deck somebody with a Joy Con. I still, I still vow that they should have had Little Mac as a DLC character in that game. Yes. You know, I mean, it, obviously it's not a punch out game, but he's clearly like an icon, and I just, I thought, you know. So, all right, and I'm moving yes. on to my twenty four. I don't really have a lot to say about this because we've talked a lot about it, but it holds a special place in my heart just because, uh, well, we'll get into it. Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is a really fun puzzle. Uh, It's like a anti-jumping platformer, (laughs) I guess you would call it. Uh, And you just solve isometric puzzle. Yeah, you solve little isometric puzzles and and try to get to the end and collect stuff if you really want to. And, uh, you know, I played it a, a lot on the on the Wii U, and uh, mm. also this was this is the uh, f- this was the first game I bought when my daughter was born. It came out on her birthday, and like it just kind of like I don't know. Every time I think of Toad, I just think of her now and, and Toad and Toadette, and playing that game in the hospital while she was you know while we were trying to make sure that she was okay and healthy and and staying alive and eating enough and you know what i mean like it just yes. that game has a lot of uh emotional attachment to me as well so uh captain toad treasure tracker great game uh if you haven't played <sighs> it that game. definitely definitely worth the uh 30 what 39 dollars it is now so mm-hmm. yeah and if not play the demo and fall in love with the demo so you can get the game cuz yeah and then there's ah, ex- there's ex- that. there's new extra levels also so yes uh yeah ed what's your 24 well of course my number 24 graceful explosion machine i cannot really that's and that low <laughs> oh wait you're doing it's it in that year low. Order. you're doing it in year order okay never mind yeah, sorry but, yeah yeah but it is 24 um in this in it is low like that because like a lot of people don't kind of see it in that light. People don't talk about it and you know, I don't know if that developer has made a new game. I have to actually check. But man, this is a one of those zone in games that you just you learn by being destroyed, by finding out what kind of strategies works. And because I'm a little bit old school, high scores was always a big thing back in the day of gamings. And 
like this one really tested your skill to continue that high score so doing different ways of shooting enemies and making sure that you dodge right and it it's such a fun game i cannot stop i literally got sucked in playing this game a while back i put i put it on my uh I uh, ended up playing it with my pro controller and putting it on my TV, and I was just like, "Man, I'm, I'm back in the zone with this game." Your skill will suck if you don't keep up with it, but once you get back to it, oh, it's it's so phenomenal. Just I love this game. So my number twenty four is Graceful Explosion Machine. Nice, nice. Uh, my number twenty three, Ed, is Super Mario Maker Two. I spent uh, a lot of time making three very (laughs) fun levels, and let me tell you, boy, that game. I this is a game. I think if we weren't podcasting and and trying to keep up with everything, this would be a game that I would play more often than I have been. Uh, I like how, uh, as somebody who didn't get into the first game, and I know people. This game seems to be split between people who spend a mm-hmm. lot of time with the first game and the dual screen setup of the Wii U yes. and that kind of thing. Uh, and then people who didn't and moved on to this, right? Really like this version. Uh, I don't know. I have a stylus that I used and I thought it was perfectly fine. Uh, I thought it was pretty intuitive. I think moving the blocks around and creating levels was really fun. Switching between the the art styles and creating uh, unique levels based on what style of Mario game you're you're making is really fun. Uh, trolling you was the best part uh, of making you play these really crappy levels that I made. <laughs> it was awesome. It was so good. I love just like your levels suck. These aren't Nintendo levels. I'm like, no crap. These are my levels. <laughs> i i i made it through your levels i was just like i know you did you're you're the only one who made it through all three of my levels so uh but you know i i threw some i think i threw some interesting things in there but i also threw a bunch of stuff in there that was just like really cheap (laughs) (laughs) yes that is so true like like Uh, i just remember this one under underground level i made where like you have to go through and you have to like dodge all this fire and stuff and you need to get you know the mushroom to kind of survive and jump up through so you can turn little again and then once you get up like once you finally figure that out and get up through like the dis- like the the flipping blocks or whatever <laughs> once you jump up there if you jump up there the first time there's like a hammer bro that falls on you <laughs> <laughs> you it, uh, uh you just you were just thinking of everything to just destroy people and get them mad. <laughs> I, I mean, I still think the last level I made was pretty. It wasn't as bad as the first two, right? The first two, it I was just like, no. let's just let's just throw everything out there and make people really angry for doing the wrong things. But then, I, like, I kind of fa- I found a, a a a level design that I think worked for what I wanted to do, and that was like I was like creating mazes and and tunnel, you know, like a warp pipe tunnels and and stuff like i thought was a really cool thing to try to navigate yourself through the world and and you know come overcome little obstacles but it was more about choosing the right path and getting done on time you know instead of yes uh you know really dying by bs ways (laughs) so uh 
But yeah, and and it's funny that people are still playing that game and making levels. I know, and, and hey. like with the Zelda stuff that came out, like I really want to yes. go back to it and try it out, you know. And maybe we will. Maybe we'll do a stream on it. You know, I kind of want to do more of that kind of stuff too. So uh, maybe we'll go back and, and check it out. So yeah, true. Wendy's even got made a couple. Of, I think Wendy's and Arby's made some levels. I'm like, wait, what? Okay. Mm. Roast beef with some horsey sauce sounds amazing. Oh, my God. All right, let's move on before I even (laughs) even remotely decide to start thinking about that. So, uh, Ed, what's your what's your 23? My number 23 is Battleship Brigade Deluxe. Um, This is a game. Beautiful animation where you are making food and like it's kind of like a Tetris style puzzle game too. Um really having fun with it. I I picked it up um but I and I gotta play some more. Uh but man I was just like I got sucked in for a bit. I'm like, ooh, this is so good. The animation, the music, I know there's a lot of dialogue that's in it. Um but yeah, this was the one that people were just like, if you don't own this game, it needs to be on your Switch. A lot of people love this game, and it was kind of low-key, but I do recommend people picking it up. It's my, my number three, Battleship Brigade Deluxe. And it's not intimidating or it's not hard. You, you're easy. You're able to pick it up and learn how to play it and go about the game. Hmm. Nice. Uh, Alright, so my 22 is a game you mentioned in your honorable mentions also uh lightfall it's a Mm. really unique uh fast place fast paced platformer with a lot of cool uh lore in it and a lot of cool story in it that you kind of have to go find right uh uh, Mm. i found this game at pax east when i went a few years ago and then jesse fell in love with it uh later that year when it came out and it is it's a it's if if Sega took Sonic seriously, this would be the approach I would want them to take with Sonic, right? It's I, yes. I don't I don't need them like it feels fast enough to like it feels fast like Sonic should feel, right? But it also has that precision platforming where uh if you need to do some jumps or some kind of, you know, unique uh, uh kind of of mechanic that it fits right, and so uh, Lightfall, really awesome game. We have a indie masterclass on our website that you can go check out. Uh, when we used to do Nindy Showcase, uh, we kind of rebranded that stuff. Indie masterclass. Uh, you can go watch that episode. Jesse joined us, and it's it's just an awesome game. So uh, you can check that out. Uh, but yeah, Lightfall, number twenty two. Yes, and my twenty two is Blossom Tales: The Sleeping King. Nice. Um, Top down eight bit, sixteen bits looking Zelda game. Um, it's a little bit uh, floaty and freeforming than Zelda, uh, but it's very comedic. The writing is super funny, um, and it's a really good game. It's not, it's not that expensive. It's really cheap. So if you guys will uh, be able to pick it up if you want uh old school link to the past style game for your Switch. So yeah, Blossom Tales, the land, uh, Sleeping King. Awesome. Uh, number 21, uh, a game that originally came out for PlayStation 2 that uh, I absolutely loved then, and it's a game that I want to get back to uh, more mm-hmm. and, and really explore with it. 
Uh, Final Fantasy XII: The Zodiac Age is the definitive version of this game. Uh, they they've updated some of the uh, leveling mechanics, the yes. character models, the music is awesome. The the level designs are awesome. The battle mechanics are kind of single player MMOE. The judges are awesome looking. Uh, you know, I I just I love and adore this game and and have you set your stuff to automatic so you don't have to keep going to the menu screen and stuff? Uh, no, I didn't know you. could. I mean, I probably just skipped through the tutorial just to get to the game, but maybe I missed that. Um, if you're still in the beginning, uh, you haven't gotten to it yet. But when they'll teach you some things and they'll get to the point where you can set your players to do stuff automatically. Um, and then you can just go start fighting monsters and, uh, cause yeah, it's, it's going to be a long adventure and that could save you time and everything. Uh, let's say, go ahead and do it. And also you got the turbo. So you go, you know, double time speed if you need to. Yeah. Uh, but that's, which, which I'm so glad Square Enix that did that. Yeah. Uh, but that's my, that's my 21. So. Okay, and my twenty-one is Kamiko. Um, this is a game from Japan that was that when it first came out, it was only five dollars. Um, it's probably one of the most imp- it was the first uh, imported game. Um, people seen it in Japan was just like, "What the world is this?" And that's how people got into the import scene for a Switch. And when they figure out how easy it was able to do. Um, then like what two days or a week later, um, it came out here and I think it sold like 150,000 copies or something. It sold really well at $5. Um, yeah, it was a top down kind of Zelda style game where you get like three heroes that you could choose from. Um, and you go on this adventure and still to this very day, it's so good. I need to get to, I need to get back to it so I can finish it. Um, but I am thirty enjoying Kamiko. Um, funny bosses, um, great fights. Um, it does get a little bit challenging, but if you uh, stick with it, you'll be able to get through. So uh, Kamiko is my number twenty-one. Nice. Uh, my number twenty is Ukulele in the Impossible Lair. Uh, we just did a pot and play episode on it actually uh, a couple weeks ago. By the time this posts, so you can check that out. It's a uh, the, the original ukulele was a love letter to Banjo-Kazooie, but I feel like that was a game made where they knew they had a limited budget, so they did what they could, right? And now, yes. now that they partnered with Team 17 and have a lot of, you know, a, a, a better perspective of what they want to do with that character and everything, mm-hmm. this game is definitely a love letter to Donkey Kong Country, the Super Nintendo oh, yeah. games. And it, it shows, man, like the... the, the the awesome animated uh backgrounds to the uh monster design and the and the enemy design to the way they just animate and move right it just feel like even the minecart levels that you get to later yes. like it's definitely like their love letter to donkey kong and i feel like that this fits ukulele way better than what they try to do in the vein of banjo kazooie uh i i love this game i almost put it higher but i just haven't finished it yet and and you know i just i want to make sure like these other games i have on my list i have had a lot of time with and and played a lot more of that you know they they deserve to be higher too so i mean it's like i said this list was really hard to make and this game is Mm -hmm. one of my favorite games on the switch so 
Uh, but yeah, ukulele and the impossible layer platonic games just knocked it out of the park for for sure. Yeah, I playing the 3D one, playing the first one on X on one, and then playing ukulele on PS4. Um, just the switch between those two games, I'm like, man, you can really tell the difference, and you get sucked in. I know I've been using that a lot, but you really do want to play more and more and more, and then go back and look for the coins that you missed in that game, so that you can have enough coins to get further on to progress. Yeah, you can lady, great choice, Corey. Great choice. I love, I love that. I love that game too, and like just like the, there's just enough writing in it to make like there's just enough humor in it to where it doesn't go yes. too far and it hits the jokes at the right moments and everything like it's just it's just it's just good i i highly recommend it you know i think it's only is it 30 dollars? i think uh, yeah 30 um but some people could catch a sale and get it like for 20 so just yeah i think i got it when it was on sale for 20 bucks so yeah but, okay uh, my number 20 is Fire Emblem Warriors. Um, this is part of the Warrior series. Um, it's a little different than Hyrule Warriors, but... Um, I mean, it's, I, it's almost more real-time Fire Emblem at that point. Yes. Which is cool. Yes. yes. Um, a lot of hack and slashing. Um, I'm trying to get further into the game. I, gotta, I really got to focus on uh my objective i think that's the one thing that's hard to do it's like really keep track of what you're supposed to do because you're so busy fighting and running around some some places are blocked off so you got to do certain tasks in order to get through it but um fire emblem warriors was a really great game a really great idea and kind of fitting for it um uh for that genre for cory tecmo so yeah my number 20 is fire emblem warriors nice uh, my number 19 is Super Meat Boy. Uh, it's a indie game that came out, what, like 2014 or 15, I want to mm-hmm. say. Uh, it's But it came to Switch in 2018, I think. Uh, it's just a really fun, stupid platformer that it, each level is only about seven or eight seconds. But, like, you know, the whole point is to s- speed through the level and get get a hundred percent and and get the band like get the band-aid and get to the end within the time limit and get the uh the the perfect score on the level and and it's just such a fun game and and every like every time it's it's got that tony hawks pro skater feel to it where like or try like a trials feel to it where like you can just restart the level instantly and, w- and the fun thing about the game too is like every time you beat a level or every time you fail like it records that so like every time you beat a level every time it goes back and shows you the replay of every time you die but all at once <laughs> so like you'll see if you die a hundred times in a level you will see your run a hundred times and 99 of them will be your deaths at the same time it's hilarious so uh super meat boy is just so much fun it's i think it's only i think it's only 10 or 15 dollars now it's so fun <laughs> man it's it's funny too. I I love Meat Boy's <laughs> design. Like I love his character design. Yeah. Oh, and his that like the way he emotes and animates and stuff. It's just it's awesome. Please buy Super Meat Boy. It's so much fun. It's it's weird because I hold Super Meat Boy in plus plus like on the same pedestal mm-hmm. on the same level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. Yes. 
Uh, M plus plus with a gay. Don't worry, uh, so we'll, we next... will get there. Um, <laughs> uh, my number is it nineteen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, my number nineteen is Puyo Puyo Tetris. Um, it's probably going to be higher on your list, Corey. I cannot express this enough. I love this game so much. Tetris and doing Tetris is just. You get zone, you get zoned in, and pull your pull your man. Like actually playing, pull your pull your then playing the one on Genesis. Like it's so good, and I it you could spend hours upon hours playing this game. Um, and this it feels good playing it online against other people because uh, when you get to like really show off and make them feel not feel bad, but would you like making it making it hard for them to get through? It's a satisfying uh, defeat at the end, but you pretty much laughing and cracking up when if you do Coach Co out and you're screaming no no like it's so much fun playing this game. So yeah, my number nineteen is Puyo Puyo Tetris. Nice, I, oh, man. We'll we'll get there. Uh, it's on my list, but it's, it's higher up. Uh, my number, my number 18 is super Mario Odyssey. Uh, I didn't love this game as much as everybody else did. Uh, but that doesn't take away from how fantastic the game is. You know, it, it's, it feels like Mario, it feels exactly how you want it to feel. The finding the, the moons is challenging. Uh, I love the, the outfits that you can buy and change Mario into. I think it changes. Uh, I think it just changes the feel of, you know, customizing your own Mario is, is just fun and, and finding the outfits and the stickers for your ship and everything is fun. And, uh, you know, I, I don't really have a lot to say about Super Mario Odyssey. It's just it's just a fun game that is really challenging towards the end. And uh, if you want the challenge, it's there and, and it just feels fun to play. Like I booted it up the other day, just not that I wanted to play Mario Odyssey, but I wanted to play a Mario game and like, yeah running around those levels for a couple minutes is just still super fun, you know, and I found a few moons, so. Yay. Yay. <laughs> uh, but that's my number uh, 18. Okay. So my number 18. So we talked about Lightfall. We talked about, Corey just said, Super Mario Odyssey. We talked about Ukulele and the Possible Lair. Of course, without a shout of doubt, this game has to be on the list. None other than Rayman Legends. Even though, yes, it's on other consoles. Great platforming. The music levels are the bomb, dude. I have so much fun in the music levels. I always look forward to doing that. I wonder, this if, is a- I wonder if we'll get a new Rayman game in the next couple years. Because, like, Rayman Legacy has been rumored for a little bit which would be the third yeah. i wish we i wish we would get an origins definitive edition on switch oh yes because like i i almost argue that origins is almost like a better platformer than legends even though legends has a lot of cool new unique mm-hmm. stuff like 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 the music levels in legends are awesome right but like i i yes. still i almost like origin simplicity a little bit more you know uh but anyway, that's just a preference thing. Continue. No, I, I, man, I just love uh, Rayman for Smash. Rayman <laughs> yes, uh, definitive edition. Uh, and this is kind of where we first saw 
Meebo commits a play, but it never happened. And uh, I to have Rayman Amiibo. But how do you uh, how do you do a Rayman Amiibo? None of his limbs are attached. Does it just come with all of his body parts in a box, and you just kind of have to figure it out? I I don't know. Uh, when we're not seeing it, I'm like, I will buy that. I mean, I I agree. I think Rayman is a cool character. I wish you know, but uh, all right. I'm yeah, gonna but move, that was my IT. I'm gonna move on to my 17. Uh, Ed, it's a game that you love very much. I'm sure it's much higher on your list. Bayonetta two. Uh, it's, Actually, it's not on my list. Well, you suck. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I played through Bayonetta, like going back to Bayonetta one uh-huh. and then going to play Bayonetta two, like you can definitely see the budget Sega gave them versus the budget <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> gave them, right? Like we talk about that all the time where like even graphically how tight the controls are, uh, mm-hmm. the level designs, like everything is just better in Bayonetta two. And I, I think Nintendo has a lot to do with that, uh, uh, it's just it's just a fun, unique, stylized action platformer, and Bayonetta is just a really awesome character that you can just do all kinds of cool things with. And and you know, Ronan is cool, or and 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 uh, I always forget the New York guy's name, but he's like a really stereotypical what '90s <laughs> New York gangster kind of guy. That's kind of your sidekick or whatever, and. Forget about it. Yeah, I know. I knew you were going to do that. Uh, and like that opening scene where you're fighting on the planes and like <laughs> the, the you know, the angels and the whatever are chasing you on their horses or whatever. And yeah. Like, it's just a cool opening scene, right? Like that's how you want a game to open. It kind of reminded me of, uh, in a, not in the same way, but in a, in a similar way of god of war 2's uh colossus fight where they kind of open with this epic battle right and it's just uh, bayonetta 2 man play it please it's so fun i can't wait for Uh, bayonetta 3 yes uh um i i told this story many a times but i actually date platinum when they went out uh, came up with the demo uh for bayonetta and just liberally thanked them that they made this um and that i was definitely buying the game on day one like people were people still have playthroughs of the demo on their reuse mm-hmm. um so having this come out for switch oh uh, yeah double pack uh i like i like how it's already sold like double what it sold on wii u <laughs> almost yeah i think it's almost at triple now but like i remember within the first what month and a half it outsold what it sold entirely on the Wii U, and then it just kept selling. So yeah, and for a lot of people, it was their game of the year. When yeah, it came out. Yeah, I mean you it's know. it's a good game. I mean it should be. So yeah, yes. but that's that's my number seventeen. Okay, and my number seventeen is Octopath Traveler, uh, role playing game by Square Enix. Um, you play as different uh, classes that must go on their own journey. Um, it's a different combat system. You can defend or attack. Um, every time you defend, you go up a little level to be able to do a more powerful attack. Um, so this is different than Chrono Cross, but it kind of has that idea of it. And man, playing the demo and like getting the game and just playing each of their stories, uh, and you being the eight travelers coming together to fight, 
Uh, it's a grind in a sense, uh, but man, just beautiful sprite, uh, sprite work, great uh, voice acting, and yeah, this is this is a game that really showcased when Square Enix makes something original for Nintendo, uh, and it works. Like it's not anything; it's not too flashy. And like I said, the cover art definitely for the for the box version for this game. Uh, it. I want a poster for it. Like this, that. That's super beautiful. So yeah, uh, my number seventeen, Octopath Traveler. And yeah, and if you guys got a PC, um, you can play it there too. Awesome. Yeah, it's a. It's such a. It's such a like the. Remember when it was revealed? When we were doing the watch along for the, the yes. Switch reveal, and they kind of revealed Project Octopath Traveler, and it was uh, that. 2d hd that they kind of coined that term and uh you know seeing the sprite work kind of pop up off the screen like a pop-up book and and seeing every like i just remember us really watching that and it was it was awesome you know and and i i feel like i fell off that game a lot harder than i wanted to i maybe it wasn't the game i quite wanted it to be but it's such a unique kind of experience and mm-hmm. if you're into old school rpgs with in this really cool art style and each kind of character having their own unique kind of battle system type uh commands is really uh you should you should watch it or you should play it it's just it's it's awesome so yes uh yeah. Uh, okay. So my number sixteen is a game that I spent twelve to fifteen hours on on Xbox when it came to Game Pass, and then mm-hmm. when it was announced for Switch, I stopped playing it so I could play it on Switch specifically. <laughs> uh, Mutant Year Zero. Uh, it is a uh, kind of an overhead kind of strategy kind of XCOM style game where uh, you you get you actually get to move your characters around the environments and search for stuff to upgrade your your weapons and, and kind of upgrade your characters and stuff. And it has a kind of like a sneak up mechanic on, you know, you kind of can get the first jump on enemies and stuff. And, uh, it's, it's really cool. It's, it's really got a unique style to it. Kind of like a steampunk, uh, style to it that really unique kind of takes place in the future ish where humans are kind of trying to survive and they there's animals that are also like anthropomorphized i man that word is so hard to say anthropomorphic yeah you know how everybody has those words that's really hard to say that's it so uh that's it for (laughs) me uh but you know it's it's cool i like the the approach mechanics it's very hard it's very challenging uh but getting through a battle and finding the stuff is, is really rewarding and, and exploring the environments is cool. And, uh, when you get to your kind of base, it's really cool to explore the base and take on different missions. And, uh, it's just really fun. And I, I think that with the, the switch version, I didn't get that far in it yet, but they added a new, uh, party member that you can, mm-hmm. uh, switch in and out. So yeah, it's cool. I love it. It's, uh, definitely a unique take on the strategy genre but also i wouldn't really recommend it if you aren't into hard strategy games even on easy it's pretty challenging so but if you're in for the challenge and you like games like XCOM or fire emblem you should check it out Mm -hmm. so that's my that's my number 16 
Okay. My number 16, uh, I had to kind of bring my hype down and, like, take this one in. Uh, my number 16 is Gris, um, or Gris for some some Americans, uh, G-R-I-S. Um, this three-hour Metroid-style game left me breathless, left me speechless. It, I, it, 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 it. It was literally in the running for the game of the year with another title that I got on my list um, that I'll talk about later on. But just the animation, the artwork, I literally was just, I literally like tweeted out Santa Monica Studios, take a look at Green and try to implement this artwork if we're a God of War game or something. Like, I've never did anything like that, but this just seeing how the colors unfold and like there's no dialogue in this game everything is literally you figured figure it out and you just you watch the graphics you get watched you listen to the music like it's, it's it may be one of my best indie games when it comes to music and art you know th- there are other games that I feel like are, are some best stuff but this one this one just like captured me because I, you know, I love art. Was an art student back in high school and stuff. Uh, and this one literally just made me put my controller down. It's uh, just look at the environments, just look at the design. And there is a, a like a developer's diary thing on YouTube, and it's just this, I had to watch it because I was just like, how did this game come about? And yeah, I I don't know what else to say. Like, green needs to be on everybody's switch, and I'm happy that it. I'm even though there was a little bit of controversy, I think with Facebook and stuff. Um, I I think is I think it's a game that a lot of people need needed to play. Like, I spent the fifteen dollars to play this game, um, and it was worth every cent from animation to music i think this is this i got more out of my 15 dollars than journey would would have gave me if i would have paid for that game when it came out for 15 dollars so um no disrespect to journey but gree is just no i i agree with uh, you i think i think gree is a, a an amazing game it's the uh first game i beat last year it, i took uh, so i took so many screenshots of that game i love the way it looks i love the kind of pen and paper mixed with watercolor feel to it. Like I, yes, you know, I mean, you and I talk about art a lot and, and, you know, I took a lot of art in high school. I went to college for art stuff and like, I, I, I love it, man. It, it, you know, it maybe it didn't play as well as other games or didn't pl- do certain things as well as other games, but it definitely hit the, all the right buttons for me, you know, no pun intended, but you know what I mean? Like it, it just, it hit a lot of the right notes for me and it did exactly what I wanted it to do. And, uh, it didn't drag on too long. You know, it wasn't, it, it, it didn't overstay its welcome. It, it, yes. it did what it needed. It's just, it's such a unique and, and fun experience that I'm glad that I, I got it and played it, you know? So, but yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so good. Uh, so, uh, all right, I'm going to move on to my number 15, if it's all right with you, Ed. Yes. My number 15 is uh, Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp FE Encore. Uh, 
I'm not going to say a lot about it, but it's uh, pretty much a persona light, uh, if you will, with it's it's basically a upbeat JRPG. It's it's a pretty simple JRPG, right? But, you know, it's uh, similar to persona where you play as these kids kind of, you know, I think they're a little bit older than high school uh, and it revolves around uh, the girl. Uh, wanting to be a, a pop star like her sister, and uh, you kind of get sucked into these idol spheres where you learn about your performas, which are, you know, the the turn out to be Fire Emblem characters that are attached to each character, and uh, you know, you kind of learn their move sets and and you know chain attacks and that kind of stuff. It's I mean, it's a pretty simple JRPG, but it's got a, it's got a lot mm-hmm. of heart. It's got a lot of uh, upbeat attitude to it and it's got some really awesome music so yes uh, but yeah tokyo mirage sessions sharp fe encore uh originally came out on the wii u now on the switch you should definitely check it out because it is cool yes so my number 15 still you know taking this one in still keeping it low before i get to the next game and i get like hyper and wacky um, the gardens between. Um, this is a this is a puzzle adventure game in the sense that you move the world using the right and uh, you move the directional path. You do press like one button like to get up or something, and then some other buttons you switch to different people um, to do other stuff. But it's it's a great narrative and then when you get to the ending like you literally see the ending you will put your controller down and you might just want to cry at that moment uh it's very emotional because some people could some people some people could connect to what this ending is and then just hearing that phenomenal soundtrack like uh i know i say that a lot but i'm when Music in indie games has really just continued to evolve to get better and better. And I feel like they are on the level of being on close to Nintendo. Not mem- not memorable music like Mario is, but it's just like this is some quality music. And people will want that soundtrack. And the Gardens Between soundtrack and just the game itself, I I didn't expect what I was getting until I st- I. I think I took two or three days to play it. Um, it's not too long, but um, when I took time to like get to the end of this game, I like I said, I put the controller down and I literally wanted to cry. But I I was just so much in awe just seeing what this game had to offer. So without a shadow of a doubt, the gardens between it's my number fifteen. Yeah, really pretty aesthetically pleasing game and a lot of awesome music that you could. You know, if you just turned it on without playing the game, you could probably fall asleep to it. It's just really nice. <laughs> so, uh, going the opposite direction with my number fourteen, though, Ed, complete opposite direction. One of my favorite franchises. Something I know you don't care for, but it's okay. TV show I love. Got a set mm-hmm. of RPGs. South Park: The Fractured Butthole. And, ah. and South Park, the Stick of Truth. They're, I kind of like almost see them as one. Put it game. together. Yeah, uh, you can get them both right now for like twenty three bucks as a bundle, uh, which is 
a steal if you like South Park at all. You should definitely try to play these games. Uh, they're good games. Yeah, they, they're they're little Paper Mario esque, uh, just kind of RPGs. Well, Fractured Butthole's more of a, a grid based tactical RPG, but uh, yes, you know, I, I, the first game kind of revolves around uh, them playing the Lord of the Rings stuff. If you guys watch South Park and watch the Lord of the Rings episodes, and then later on they they did it. They did a whole episode that's pretty much a prequel to the game uh right before it came out and then uh the second game is their plan to make a (laughs) cinematic universe similar to the marvel's cinematic universe and they have netflix shows pitched and movies and and games and tv shows and stuff so it's it's pretty funny to watch that play out and uh pretty much is their version of civil war and you know where the kids split up into two different teams and they're fighting each other, but then there's there's a mm-hmm. a bigger evil out there that they have to fight. So it's really fun. I the writing is is fun. Uh, I like Stick of Truth a little bit more. I like the simplicity of the Paper Mario stuff uh, that they try, and the writing I think is a little bit better. And uh, you know I think Obsidian is a little bit better developer than Ubisoft San Francisco. Yeah. But uh, overall, South Park the South Park games are just fun and they're dumb and just i don't know man every time i watch south park i just turn into like a five-year-old child again just <laughs> fart jokes and and you know dumb it's just dumb I, I like it's one of the very very few shows that i request my wife record <laughs> for me <laughs> when the when new episodes come on because i like i'll watch the episodes just i'll watch them like twice when they come out it's just it's so dumb uh, South Park is so dumb, but it's also like Family Guy and American Dad and The Simpsons. Like they're all just dumb shows like that. But like, there's something about the comedy. South... Yeah, the like comedy is just it's what makes it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's other shows I would really like if I took the time to sit and watch them. Like I know a lot of people have been trying to get me to watch Rick and Morty for a while. Uh, I can't. I can't do that show. I, I like. I I hate. Little short tangent. Like, I hate the Cartoon Network Adult Swim art style, right? Like, it has a very distinct, flat style that I just don't mm-hmm. care for. And, like, Disney's kind of taking this approach in a way uh, with their new Mickey Mouse cartoons and, the, and like, DuckTales to an extent. Although DuckTales is, is fun, I'll have to admit. But, like, there's no, like, sense of depth of field or, like, you know what I mean? Like, it just... They just they're just ugly, you know. I I don't know, man. I just I'm not trying just... to disparage anybody's creations, you know. If you if that's yeah. what you want to make and people like it, like that's great. But and again, not everything is for everyone. But like, there's shows out there like like Bob's Burgers is another one that people swear up and down by that I would love if I watched it, and I just can't get but past Bob's, the Bob's art. Burger is funny. Like the art, the art in in the comedy in Bob's Burgers is way funnier than. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty is just not good. It's not funny to me. It may be funny to some people, but I'm like, that was a lame joke. But Bob's Burgers like really funny. Yeah. So, so I, dig I mean, that one. There, there's a couple shows on my list that I would like to get to, but uh, I think in the pantheon of adult cartoons, I think South Park. Mm-hmm. South Park is definitely my favorite, uh, next to American Dad, you know, I, th- I think American Dad is yes. a lot smarter than something like Family Guy. You know, I mean, I know they're the same creator and, and studio and stuff, but, uh, you know, so anyway, South Park, 
definitely uh, a great RPG you should play on Switch. I I need to pick both of them up and give them give them a try. I didn't play Stick of Truth as the second. No, Stick of Truth is Stick the first was... one. Yeah, Fractured uh, Butthole is the second oh. one. Okay, the second one I didn't I didn't try, but the first one I gave up on. But I'm a I think I'm gonna pick them up for Switch and like give them a good run. The collectible like, you know the what? collectibles in the first one are fake Pokemon though. It's funny. <laughs> uh, yes. So, uh, we're what we on fourteen? Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going to get roasted for this. Probably. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, wait, what? But this game is wacky and fun, and I love it. Harvest Moon Light of Hope. Oh, this is by Natsumi. Uh, this is a farming sim kind of game. If you look back on my Facebook page, and I think a little bit of, well, Back on my page and my Twitter page, I have pictures that I have taken of this game with some of the dialogue and the facial expressions. And I love this game. I got sucked into it again. Sorry, everybody. But I really love playing this game. I literally was farming. And during my uh, season, uh, uh, that one that came out for Switch, I need to pick that one up. It's still in the same range of the Harvest Moon games. Uh, but there is so fun. I didn't know how I was gonna be addicted. Like on my days off, I was putting my switch in my dock, uh, because I was playing it like off dock when I was at work. I put it in my dock, cut it on, and just experience the game. Like for having a whole day trying to meet goals and get my farm looking ready. And it's just like, I I love this game. Um. I I have Stardew Valley on Xbox One, but I feel like Horizon Moon it was better than Stardew Valley. I don't know, it, it, and it's me. Um, but yeah, my I, number fourteen, Horizon Moon Light of Light of it's a wacky dude. I, I mean, Stardew Valley isn't exactly a game that I got. I couldn't get into it either. Like I just, I mean, like I just, I don't get it, man. I don't know. I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I I like, mean I I. I I guess I get it, but I I don't get it. And see, and I've and I've always wanted to try Harvest Moon, and I've this is my first one, and I I must have took capture shots like crazy, and laughed about the whole thing. Like I love this Japanese game, <laughs> and it, it's so fun. And there's still more that I got to do. I got to return to it. Uh, and get my crops and get my farm up and ready. But I really do enjoy Horace Moon, Light of Hope. And you guys, if you can find it cheap, or if you're willing to give that game a try, you would not be disappointed. Um, so, yeah. And if, if also, if you don't care for it, but uh, try to do it on uh, season one. They say that one was really, really good, too. If you're into it, games like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Yes. My number 13, Ed, is a little strategy game. There, there's a lot of strategy games on my list. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Uh, a little strategy game uh, called Valkyria Chronicles 4. Again, uh, uh, that I still need to buy. And I would actually uh, throw... Oh, my... oh sorry. What would you say? No, I, I just need to go buy the physical copy. Like, I... I... 
I was thinking of getting it digitally, but I'm just like, I was spending money to get the physical. I really want to play this game so bad, and I just, I keep, I never think of it when I go to Best Buy. Yeah, it's uh, dude, I think you can get it digitally for like twenty bucks now. The like, I would even throw the first game in here. Uh, mm-hmm. the first game and the fourth game are actually their stories are kind of intertwined, so you don't need yes. to play two or three. I don't. I, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. even think, I don't think three ever came out in the U.S. And I think two is tied to the PSP and Steam. So uh, the only ones available on Switch are one and four, but it's okay because like four is actually a semi sequel slash parallel story to one. And there's actually mm-hmm. and like I actually stopped playing four because I f- about you know ten hours in because I heard that one has a lot of you need to like you should play one to fully understand what's going on in four and there's characters that cross your path and storylines that cross paths uh in one and four so uh but these games are awesome they're pretty much uh uh, map based strategy games where you get to move the units yourself you know it's kind of like a i kind of it's it's kind of like a XCOM meets Gears of War almost uh, where like you kind of see your units and pick your units and and see what they can do and then you get to move them but your movement Mm -hmm. is based on a meter and then you like then once you get to where you need to go like you can aim and shoot you know like like in Gears but it's it's it makes it feel like an action game but it's it's really a turn-based game so it's it's really cool the art style is unique like the the combat's unique uh there's a lot of anime extracurricular uh, stuff going on. But, you know, I mean, that's just J- Japanese games at this point, I guess. And also in pretty much in Valkyria Chronicles 4, there's a cute dog that wears a hat. So, oh, he's yeah, cool. I, he's I, awesome. The dog is awesome, by the way. I love a game with a good doggy. I know, I do too. I. Dude, if every game gave you a dog companion, I, oh. dude, I, I mean, dude, it's it's the only reason why I bought Fallout Three. I hated Fallout, but like, you got dog meat, man, and it's it was worth getting to that point. <laughs> but also, you can now have a dog in Zelda, technically. You know, you get the Wolf Link amiibo. Yeah, oh, dude, it's so good. Uh, you, and had the, your, and then, you had your wolf link by you every day. Dude, he's, by your he's, side. he's literally sitting above me on my de- like above my desk on a shelf. Uh, Fable 2, great game. Guess what? Has a dog. Uh, you know, it, dogs are great. Yes. Dogs are great. Anyways, that's my number 13. What's your number 13, Ed? Oh, of course. My number 13 is just Shapes and Beats. This is a banging soundtrack. The game is fun yet challenging. It, the Shovel Knight music, dude. Just Shovel and Beats. <laughs> it is. Shovel, uh, Knight's, Shovel Knight's soundtrack is perfect for just Shapes and Beats, by the way. Yes. Yes. And I. I you, could, you guys could. Get the soundtrack off of YouTube, or if you want to go buy it or find it, you can. Man, this is the one that you need to have your headset on and or just play through your TV during a nice sound system. Even in your car, 
if you got Bluetooth in the Genkai, like bang this track out. Like it is super, super good. Like I love just shapes and beats. Is <clears throat> it was it was really hard because just shapes and beats and Forza Horizon Four uh, Dance Station like tied for uh, best music of the year. Um, in a sense, um, but I think I give it to Just Shapes and Beats. But I think they both tied. Like, man, I really love this game and the tracks. Like, they have EDM, house music, uh, some ambient, uh, ambient, like cool deep house tracks. It is so good and just dodging everything again, the rhythm and and just and stuff. Like, it's ah. Uh, Ah, just really love this game, um, and I really do hope they make a part two to this because it it's it's so good. It's yeah. Just so, yeah. So, Just Shapes and Beasts is my number thirteen. Nice. Uh, so my number twelve is a game that we both love. Uh, a a really super challenging platformer. Uh, really kind of just it, it's it looks simple. But doing it 100% is definitely mm-hmm. the challenge. And and I think you know what I'm going to say. N++. Uh, uh, yes. Collecting all the gold squares in that game is... <sighs> dude, I like... There's one level that I am stuck on. And it's because like I'm not good at the angular jumps off of the ramps, right? Like, uh-huh. like you, can, you can do some pretty acrobatic jumps. You can learn how to do acrobatic jumps off of these ramps, right? And and kind of jump higher or farther depending on on the angle you take because it's all physics based right mm-hmm. and if you if you you know angle it right you can jump farther or higher or you know sometimes both uh but you know they I'm stuck on a level where you have to get super high and there's lasers coming at you from everywhere right and you have to dodge the lasers while jumping at an like this very precise angle to get these gold thing and get the gold coins and it's just like you know, it's it's hard, but like I mean, that's that's the challenge, right? And and yes. you know, they since it came to the Switch, they I think they added all the levels from the from N plus. They added a, a whole suite of uh, uh, levels. I think there's almost eight thousand levels in this game now. Uh, and I mean, the levels aren't long, right? Like if you don't want to do everything, uh, the, mm-hmm. uh, getting to the end of a level takes maybe less than a minute, right? probably 30 seconds at the most sometimes uh, some yeah. of them some of them are less than 10 seconds right uh so you know it's, it's all over the place but sometimes there's a maze sometimes you just have to dodge the enemies sometimes you just have to dodge the lasers it's fun it's it's a great game highly recommend it uh yes the only thing i don't like about the switch version you can't change your button layout right and mm-hmm. you have to use either y or x to jump and it just it just it's killing my my game man because you want to jump with b yeah i do and if i could just jump with b right and Mm -hmm. it would just it would be so much like i feel like the my whole confidence in the game like the confidence i have in playing the game because like i yes i loved n plus right like i played the crap out of it on Xbox uh, on Xbox 360, I got all the achievements. Uh, I did every level 100 uh, percent in the first 
you know, the, the base pack, like it was awesome. I, I won 10 races in a row, which was extremely difficult to do. Like it was, it was awesome. I, and I, I love this game. Like I got it on PlayStation four when it came out. Cause that's all it was yeah. available on. And I played the crap out of it there. I'm like, Ed, I wish this game came to switch. You you can go back to early pow block episodes and you can hear us talk about, Oh man, I wish this game was on switch. This would be the perfect game on switch. Wait, it, did it, did it get announced in a direct or did we just see it like on Nintendo live? Cause we were like, we yelled and were so happy when it I got announced. I don't remember. Honestly, like I, I really don't remember. I think maybe it got announced in like an indie, sh- an indie showcase sizzle okay. reel type okay. thing. Uh, but I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it, it, Maybe it was maybe it was in a direct sizzle reel, uh, but it because we was messing to each other like crazy. Be like, wait, what? In plus plus? Yeah, and yeah. Oh, I love that game so much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was. Uh, yeah, man. It was. It was weird, man. It was. It was weird that you can't change your uh, jumping and everything, but it's. It's definitely. It's definitely one of those uh, games that if you are into challenging platforming, you should definitely get it. So N++ is my number 12. Ed, what is your number 12? Uh, my number 12 is a bomb chicken. Um, this is a game where you play a chicken who lays bombs. It's in the form of um, Bomberman 64, but yet this is 2D in a sense. Like you really can't jump. You really go up platforms by laying bombs and it's 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 a a venture puzzle game uh and you kind of gotta sometimes collect coins and special items uh and your goal is to get to the end of the level uh but like they showed us that in the nintendo uh or the indie direct and it was just like what in the world? And this is from 2018, everybody. Just want to say that. Uh, I was just like, what is this weird, odd game? And why am I having fun with it? Um, but I got it on sale. Uh, it's, a, it's a really cool game. And I love Barberman 64. That was one of my uh, first Christmas gifts when I got my N64, along with Super Mario uh, 64. So, um, yeah, Bomb Chicken for Switch. Nice. Awesome. Uh, my number 11 is, uh, a game that I started playing again recently. I downloaded the demo. I know you've been playing, you've played it a little bit. Uh, it's something that I've been talking about with my, my coworker, uh, who's obsessed with this game. So I, I am going to real. I, I played the crap out of the demo and I, I bought it a couple weeks ago and I'm just, you know, in love with the way this game plays and looks and feels dragon quest 11 s echoes of an elusive age definitive edition. Yes. Love that game. It's giving me like every time I play it, it's giving me total breath of the wild, uh, feels in a different way. Right. It's like, it's almost like if breath of the wild was a JRPG, like a hardcore JRPG <laughs> is literally the vibe it gives me. Like, I love the art style. I love the characters. Like I told you, like, that first blonde girl that you find her scarf really uh-huh. threw me off when I found out she was Irish and everybody else just talks like a normal human being, right? Like a normal, well, not that Irish people are, aren't normal human beings. That's not what I meant, but like, you know, like act, the accents are, are normalized, right? For yes. us dumb Americans is what I'm 
That's what I meant to say. Sorry if I offended anybody who's Irish, because I know we actually have a pretty... Maybe it's a Scottish accent. I'm not sure. Uh, anyways, it really threw me off, but it was fun. And the dog is adorable. The dog reminds me of the Golden Retriever from Up. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason. And uh, it's and it sucks when it gets later on and again. I'm like, no. <laughs> and I can't say it because uh, I'm playing this game on PlayStation 4. I am going to buy it on Switch in because I want to play it in 8-bit too. Well, uh, but also yeah. the, the Switch version has the extra stuff in it. So Yes. And I want to hear that orchestrated soundtrack, dude. Oh, I want to hear that so bad. <sighs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like this game. Uh, and it, I, I think so, people who aren't even in JRPGs should definitely look at it. So mm-hmm. uh, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean to say that Irish people were not normal human beings. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I just meant like the, the, the accent, language, the accent really threw me off. And because everybody else in the game either talks like slightly British or, you know, American, like a normal American accent. And like, it just threw me off. So, uh, but anyways, yeah. Dragon quest is my, uh, number 11. What's your number right. 11, Ed? My number 11, and this took, this is my 2018 game of the year. I, I feel like no other game, and this was surprising because this game uh, came on PlayStation 4, and then it came to Switch. I got the physical copy from Limited Run Games, and I cannot express this enough. Iconoclast. I have never played a game. It's a a Metroid, uh, like a pure Metroid game um, with some great comedy, great writing, sprite work. Um, It was developed by one person. um, And I think he did another game, uh, but he made, this was like his follow-up game. And man, you, you really, the way that he tackles religion and other themes and stuff, it's just like, wow. Um, I, I, I love this. And it's about a 20 to 25 hour game. You really feel for the characters. You really feel for the story that each character has, their arc. And it's a really beautiful and amazing game. Um, and there are some bonus stuff. Um, you could probably watch videos on how to get that get to the bonus stuff but man i i cannot express this enough that iconoclast is is it's a game that everybody needs to have if if you enjoy guacamole and guacamole 2 you're going to enjoy iconoclast there's no other metroid style game that has that has done what this game has done i in fact I, and i love time have i'm i think iconoclast is better than axiom verge in a sense, and this is a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Not saying that Axiom Verge is a bad game, not at all. No, no, no. no. I no. I mean, I, I, there's there's things that people prefer, right? Like I, mm-hmm. like for me, Axiom Verge is what I want out of a Metroid style yes. game, right? Like it's yes, it's. it's it's just that, but also like I know a lot of people love Iconoclast. Just like you know, there's a couple other Metroidvania games that I think people would talk about, like. Like you mentioned, Guacamelee, but also like, uh, uh, shoot, what was that one game I was just thinking about? 
what was it, Ed? Oh, Time Spinners. Time Spinners. Another game I want to get. I'm, I'm waiting for that to drop or go on the sale or something. Um, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I totally hear you there. Iconoclast art style and, and characters are really fun. And, you know, like you said, the themes that it deals with in a really unique way is, is definitely what makes it stand above the rest of, you know, those, those types of games. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, get, get accent version. I'm definitely picking up, picking up accent version. So can't wait for that. But Iconoclast is my number 11. Uh, just, I cannot express this anymore. And this is my first indie game that got game of the year, dude, for yeah. me personally. Oh, yeah, I get it though. It's, it's a great game. So, yeah. Speaking of indie games that deserve Game of the Year, Ed, we're moving into our top 10. A game that is near and dear to both of our hearts. Near and dear to our Nintendo Switches. Mm-hmm. And near and dear to our wallets. Of course. I'm, of course, talking about the little indie game called Hook. <laughs> it's on my list. <laughs> yeah. It's... uh. So Hook, for those who don't know, Hook is basically a lockpicking simulator. Uh, we've talked about it a lot if you've been following us for a while. It's uh, $1.99 on the eShop. I think it was like $1.09 last week during the eShop sale or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a fun, simple little lockpicking simulator game where you have to you know, trigger all these different uh, locks and, and hooks and uh you know, as you pull out these rods, you need to make sure like the hooks will disappear or open or whatever. And then you solve the puzzle and you move on to the next one. It's, it's pretty plain and simple. Uh, it's just a game you have to experience. And so, you know, I know Ed likes hook just as much as I do. It was awesome. I, Corey told me about this game and I got, and I, I gave it and we talked about it that Saturday. Cause we have recorded, that Sunday, me and you were online, just in Messenger, and for like, I'm like, I played Hook for the last four hours, and I don't know why, but I love this game. Like, and we was talking about it for a good thirty minutes because uh, I, I think we you ended up picking up your Switch and started playing it too. Yeah, I think I was, I think I was like sitting on the couch playing it too, and and like we were just messing. What puzzle are you on? What what puzzle are you on? How how do you like? We were like almost talking about strategies and stuff like it was yes. cool like did you get to the open circuit ones yet did you get to the ones where like you have to unlock like the different buttons control different arms of the of the circuits and it's just like uh, yeah man like hook man it changed our lives forever yes i don't, I don't <laughs> care what you say <laughs> uh i love hook uh mm-hmm. so yeah that was on my list but i have another game that that's that to replace that and i cannot wait to talk about it uh, yeah. So uh, my number ten, I am so happy that I got this game. Uh, it's gonna sound weird, but Sushi Strikers, I love. <laughs> I played the demo, I laughed, and this is that's, a game that- that's fair. Also, one of the few games that made it to Switch and 3DS mm-hmm. that I actually preferred on the 3DS. Yes. Because of the, I, the touch screen and the dual screens and like having the full screen to see like what you were doing. Not to take away the, from the Switch version. Switch version is good too. I was just, you know. Yeah. I think this is a great game to play in handheld mode. Um, 
you probably need to get just a stylist for it. Like mm-hmm. I do. I was just like racking up stuff, and I think the the story is funny. I it's a really great game. It's one of Nintendo's first new IP. Um, it, it sold okay. It, it didn't do well in the reviews, but from I th- what I played, I really love it. And I love the artwork too. I love that bold Elite Beat Agents art style that it used. Go, go, go ahead, Corey. Oh, I was just going to say, I think it didn't sell well because I think people were expecting it to cost like 20 or $30 and it was it was a full price game on both systems, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I mean, we got it, but like, you know what I mean? It was just like this, it should have been cheaper, I think, and it should have been more accessible to people. And you know what I mean? Like, I, I just feel like that full price game is just kind of like, well, maybe that wasn't the right move for that game specifically, especially because Nintendo has been publishing games that haven't been full price, right? Like, mm-hmm. like snipper clips or, uh, what was that game that you just got recently that Nintendo published, uh, uh snack world yeah like those aren't full price games and i think sushi strikers would have benefited from something well, like that too a snack world is 40 bucks well i mean even even oh, 40 on switch 40. instead of 60 would have been you know yeah i got it for 20 bucks at a target sale so if you can find it cheaper get it there but it's a great game yeah yeah uh so I'm going to move on to my number nine, Ed, if that's all right with you. Not much yes. to say. Another Wii U port, uh, but one of my favorite uh, games from that era anyway. Uh, new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. It is mm. a very great... It is a great 2D Mario game. A great 2D Mario game that I have actually picked up and started playing again recently. Uh Man, it feels good. I love the music. I love the soundtrack. I love the costumes. I love the penguin suit. I love the uh, the flying squirrel suit. Like, I, it just it does a lot of cool things. And yes. I, I think people have overlooked it twice. You know, I think I like I I know a lot of people didn't really care for it because we got too many 2D Mario games at the same mm-hmm. like within a couple of years. And I'm like, well, that's a dumb reason not to play a good game. But you know, whatever. Uh, and I still think it's the best of the the new Super Mario Brothers games. So, I mean, I think a lot of people look at the the DS one really fondly, and I think a lot of people look at the the Wii one like that was the one that everybody loved. But I didn't play the Wii one, so I played this one, and it was great. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, new Super Mario Brothers. You not a lot more to say about that. All right. So my number nine, uh, um, Dead Sales. This was the game that people were waiting for the physical. Like when it got announced, people were just like, uh, yeah, I need to get this game. And boy, did we wait. We This was the first game that kind of like the digital came out and then two weeks later, the physical came out. And no one really was trying to get the phys- uh, digital version. People who, who wanted to play it, they could get the digital version and they ended up getting it and really enjoying it. A lot of us, we ordered this game. We waited to, for it to come to stores to buy. Um, like, Dead Cells is just too good. It's so addictive. Um, it was, it, it sold 
like really good and i think it's so well on switch than it did on any other console you know and that, um and that new is a good time to talk about it because that five dollar expansion is coming out it's like, yeah it's like this really massive expansion and it's five bucks <laughs> like such a good deal like i played it at i remember the first time i played it right and like mm-hmm. i was at pax and that's kind of where you and i first started talking about it is when i got back from pax because i uh, I think Larry actually said, make sure you play Dead Cells while you're there. So uh, Larry from World War One. Uh, so like I, I I played it and like I don't really care for roguelikes. Right. And like it's not a great game to demo because like you do mm-hmm. one, one or two runs and you're like, I don't really understand it. Right. You know, and I was trying to talk to the dev, but, uh, you know, the dev, they're they're native language obviously wasn't english so it was kind of hard to get some information out of them just not that i couldn't understand them but it was also really loud at pax especially in the nintendo booth where this was being demoed and so you know i i didn't really have a good feel for it and i was like i don't think i'm gonna get it because i don't care about roguelikes i don't care about you know really metroidvanias except for like very specific ones, you know? Uh, but man, this game grabbed me in a way I didn't think it was. Cause it's every, everything on paper I hate, but you know, playing it, the combat feels smooth. The dodging feels, yes. the movement feels great. The, like the, the items feel unique. Like, you know what I, you know what I mean? It just feels mm-hmm. really fun to play. And that's that, that got me hooked, man. I almost put it on my list, but, uh, I knew you were going to have it on here, and I just I feel like as much as I enjoyed playing Dead Cells, there's a lot of other games I prefer over it, even though it was such a blast to play when it came out. Yes. So uh, that is my number eight. Hmm. Number eight? Oh, no, number nine. I'm sorry. I was going to say, you missed one. Uh, <laughs> my number eight, Ed, is the Link's Awakening remake. Yay! Uh, I, I recently picked that up again, uh, this week too. Like I've just been blasting through a lot of switch games this week just to uh-huh. get a feel. Cause like, not that I'm not having a good time with Tokyo Mirage sessions, but like, I want something other than an RPG to play when I'm not feeling it. Right. Yes. And I've just been playing through a bunch of different switch games and, and the charm of this game, dude, like the, the, oozes charm and the and the yeah the music and the characters and just the way things happen when you like finish stuff and the way that link emotes when you finish something and do something well and uh you know the dungeons the dungeon designs feel a little arcade like not archaic but they feel like old school dungeon designs right and Mm-hmm. There's some things that kind of bother me like when you have to kill all the enemies in a room to get a key right like when I mean I I guess I should have just known that because it's an older Zelda game, right? But I just there's there's been times where I kind of got stuck, and I wish there would have been a more intuitive way to tell me if I was stuck or not, you know? Uh, yeah. But yeah, Link's Awakening is a special game, and I really hope people give it a shot. And the way they translated the kind of grid based uh, world map from the Game Boy into a a top-down open-world game that you can just explore is just fun. I love it. I love yeah. it. I want to go back to it now, like, so bad. 
and I don't know if I should restart or not, but I just I want to go back to it really bad, and it's just really fun. So. Did you you haven't beat it yet, right? Oh no, I'm on the third dungeon. Okay, yeah, don't restart it. Keep going. Just literally keep going. Like it's it's really really good. Oh it, yeah, that artwork is beautiful. That Playmobil's looking. Yeah, it's just like. Uh, and I, yes. I love the amiibo. Like I didn't get the amiibo because I was like uh, we were moving and I was trying to save money for that and everything. And we were trying to like budget some stuff. And I want I was saving for a new TV and stuff. My mom got me one for Christmas, and it, it's nice. It's awesome. It's sitting next to my shovel yes. knight. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, but yeah, Link's Awakening is my number eight. Well, so my number eight is Katana Zero. Um, Fast-paced action game. I kind of like the slow time effect. Um, um, and when you see it go, like when you finish everything, you do it the way that you were supposed to do it, um, and you get to the end, and, and just seeing it, it, like how it all plays out, just so cool, so good. Devolver Digital really is a big, like this is a major third party company now to switch is the Evolver Digital. They've been putting out some crazy crazy games that nobody would nobody would think of and just be like, wait, what, huh? But people have been buying them and like like the artwork for Katana Zero is beautiful. Um, just like the cover and everything. And yeah, Devolver Digital has been a really big help to Nintendo Switch. And Katana Zero is a great example of a game for to showcase that. So yeah, my number eight is Katana Zero. Awesome. Yeah, it's like I have it downloaded. I just haven't. Just, it's on. It's just added to the list. <laughs> just it's, it's on <laughs> yeah. the list. Uh, okay, so my number seven is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I really don't have a lot to say. It's just it was a blast to see all the character reveals and see everyone there and and you know the surprise characters from the smat the fighter pack and everything mm-hmm. uh and on top of that it's just fun to play the spirit board stuff is really fun and an interesting way to to you know experience uh characters and everything so uh not a whole mo- lot else to say about smash it's just super fun to play and all the characters seeing all the characters are f- just so fun <laughs> yes yes well my king, next game king ddd oh. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, no, just, I had to game. get that in there. King DDD, <laughs> awesome, best character ever. So, uh, my number seven was Hook, but since we already talked about it, I have another game just ready to go. Of course, Box Boy and Box Girl. Mm. Oh, I love this game. The the puzzles, the outfits, everything about this game. Uh, it's so good. When they announced it and it came out, I'm like, yep, I gotta have this. Like, playing it on the 3DS, I was just like, I love this puzzle game. And then when I was out of the blue when it came to Switch, I was just like, oh yeah, I'm about to support Nintendo with this and, and buy this outright. So yeah, Box Boy and Box Girl. Um, great puzzles. Gr- just funny all around. And it really makes you think uh, um, um, when and when you're going to get the puzzles and their things, so yeah, mm-hmm. that's my number seven. Good choice, good choice. That is a man. That's a game that probably should have been on my list somewhere. But I, look, like I said, I've man, that's a, that's a good choice. I'm 
Can we start over? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. That's it's over. It's done. That's a fantastic game, though. Love it. Uh, my number six, Ed, is uh, not really a whole lot to say, but it is a daily play for me before I go to bed, and that is well. Actually, it's two games in one, but uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris and then Tetris ninety nine. I'm I just put them both there. I love. I love Tetris, man. I love Tetris. Anyway, I get uh, Tetris. I will be playing Tetris, and Puyo Puyo Tetris has an all Tetris mode that I play all the time. Literally play it every night before bed. And then uh, uh, Tetris ninety nine, adding the battle royale uh, genre to Tetris was the most ingenious thing uh, Nintendo could have ever done, and it's just what a what a gem, what a gem of a battle royale game. When I was sending Jeff and Brody and you just like, who would have ever thought a game like this, a puzzle game in Battle Royale coming together to make, to work? Like, how the heck does this work? And uh, it, it's so fun. To me, I don't even care where place I get in. I try to get in higher, but man, just like playing against other players, like it's, it's super fun mm-hmm. and I love it. Yeah. No, it's that's uh, it's fair points all across the board. But uh, yeah, Tetris, Tetris. Any way I can get Tetris is number six. <laughs> any way I can get Tetris is number six. Yes. I don't care how you give me Tetris, just give me Tetris. <laughs> uh, what's your number six, Ed? So my number six is Blazing Chrome. This is a contra game developed by uh, a team in Brazil. Um, it has the Sega Genesis feel to it because, like, they don't get the latest console. Like, a lot of their gameplay is, like, years back. And, you know, they did a lot of gaming on the Sega Genesis. And so they got the idea to make this game. And it's super fun. It's hard as what is ever. Blazing Chrome. I don't know if I've ever heard of it. I don't know if I... Sorry, I'm yeah. gonna look it up. You keep you keep going. Yeah. So it um if anyone uh know about Contra Hardcorps, um it has that kind of style and feel to it. Um, I think it's only like four or five levels to it, but there's different sections and it's a great shoot 'em up. It's a two player co op shoot 'em up and I think people will enjoy it. Like if you enjoy Cuphead and uh the Contra collection, anniversary collection that came on Switch. If you enjoy games like that, Blazing Chrome is a fantastic game to be on your Switch. I, well, this game I, looks cool. Yeah, it's, it's really retro uh, inspired. Um, so yeah, that's my number six is uh, Blazing Chrome. I love the art style. I it looked, dude. It looks like a Sega Genesis game. Like a thousand mm-hmm. percent looks like a Sega Genesis game. Yeah, that was their attempt. Oh, uh, looks cool. Looks cool. All right. Uh, my number five, Ed. Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. The nice. surprise hit. Surpri- uh, dude, surprise is an understatement. How many people were making fun of this game until it came out, and it just surprised everyone at how good of an XCOM clone it was. It was so good <laughs> and so people- funny, and like everybody hates the Rabbids, but there was just enough of the rabbits to like get a chuckle without it going overboard 
right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I think they did a great job of balancing uh, the like the way the Rabbids were mixed with the Mario characters and uh, Bowser Jr. and just you know doing that kind of stuff. And then the Donkey Kong DLC they added later was another just marvelous piece of DLC. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. People- yeah, people laughed at it and was and was confused because they only seen the banner when it was setting up for E3, and then you sit down and you watch it uh, on Ubisoft, and everybody's like, "What?" And they even brought out me and model stuff, and you watch it and you just like, "I want this." Uh-huh. I even the XCOM developers who made XCOM came out on Game Informer and were just like, we were blown away. Like uh-huh. we were we're buying a Switch to play this. Like uh-huh. it was crazy. And yeah, uh I really hope our... we get XCOM two on Switch, by the way. <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm sure yes. it'll be announced by the time this goes up, but man. <laughs> yes. Uh our wise Wisconsinite Jesse Douglas, he beat this game and he fell in love with, with uh-huh. it. And, uh, we need to catch up because we need to read it too. But it, it it really is a great game. I know. I mean, like I like we talked about at the top of the show. Like, I want to focus on Nintendo stuff here on Boss Rush games now. And like, <laughs> r- now that we kind of have everything kind of situated, like my backlog challenge. I know I've beaten a few Xbox games, right? But like, I as soon as I write my Hellblade review, like I have a bunch of Switch stuff that I just want to play and finish and. Just play like switching, like playing certain games in handheld mode and certain games on the TV. Like just having that nice back and forth switch, you know, kind of yes thing is just really been nice. And like I flirted with the idea of getting a switch light for bed and like leaving it plugged in by my bed or taking it with me and leaving one plugged into the TV over here. But like for you know recording purposes, but I'm like. I'm really, I'm just, I love this system, man. I love this yes. system. Like, just think about, like, we still have five or four games each, right? Like, mm-hmm. and just talking up through all of these games, dude. Like, I thought, I thought this episode was going to go by super fast. I and mean, we're, I, we're going to hit like a two and a half hour episode easily. But like, just, just seeing this, man, it just, it just makes me so happy that all these games are just we like i don't know man it just makes me happy anyways what's your number five in sorry i didn't mean to like go off on a tangent i just no 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 um my number five is dragon quest builders 2 um you guys can play the demo of this the the jumbo demo i fell in love with the first one the second one knocks that one way out the box. Like this is way better than Minecraft. Uh, I, I, man, really building and just having fun and, and playing. Feel like you're playing a Dragon Quest game too. Wow, wow, wow. And I can't, like you said, I can't say any more about this. So yeah, Dragon Quest Builders Two is my number five. Like play nice. the play the demo. But if you don't want to play the demo and you're into Minecraft kind of games, straight out buy this game, like without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Uh, something, I mean, it has demos too on the Switch. Like you can mm-hmm. you can download the demos for both games to see if you like it and your progress carries over. So um, my number four, Ed, a uh, little indie game came out on the Wii U first in the 3ds and made its way to all the other consoles eventually including switch uh 
and it now has a few expansions and a few other campaigns and a few other modes. Uh, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, uh, specific, yes. specifically uh, the original campaign, uh, the Shovel Knight campaign, and then Spectre of Torment, which was the second DLC. Uh, those two, uh, not not to take anything away from Plague Knight or King Knight, mm-hmm. uh, King of Cards, but like, you know, those two those two campaigns specifically are just top notch 2D platforming uh to to just people should aspire to be as good of a platformer as those two uh especially Spectre Knight the way you can move with the with the scythe and swing across things and kind of yeah. like Tony Hawk grind your way down certain things and and do it, it's just what a masterclass in 2D platforming. I love these games so much. And, like, I was kind of disappointed in Plague of Shadows. Uh, and, you know, I've been playing King of Cards off and on since it came out. And yeah, I'm not really sure if I'm feeling that one as much as I liked uh, Spectre of Torment. But it's it's still pretty good. But, you know, the, the first and the third campaign are just the top-notch portions of this game. And uh, if you buy the whole thing you know i think each campaign they sell each campaign separately for ten dollars now but you can buy the whole thing for 25 bucks you know so uh please support yacht club i'm excited because their uh their yacht club presents thing is happening on wednesday i think right the 26th mm-hmm. which is wednesday um they're announcing some new stuff i think they said so that, that'll be pretty cool but you know, now that they're done with Shovel Knight, uh, it's it's something that I think everybody should play. And you know, I, they've sold yes. what like three million copies of this game, so no slouch. I, it might be more than that. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but uh, awesome, awesome indie game. So, yes, there's a reason why Shovel Knight is literally in every. He's like the indie game mascot now. You know, so shovel for smash. Cool. <laughs> Come on, you cowards. Come on, Nintendo. Uh, uh, Come on, Nintendo. Anyways. Ed, what's your number four? Uh, My number four is Oninaki. This is another game by Square Enix. Uh, I think, like, the team who made Lost Fear and Iron Setsuna. Tokyo Um, RPG Factory. Yeah. Um, They made this, like, cool, quirky, uh, top-down ninja game, um, RPG. And it's it's kind of fun. It it takes a while to get into. uh, And you kind of fight in two worlds. Like, when you fight in the normal world, you're strong and kind of basic. But there are times that you have to go to the next world. Um, You could do a lot of damage to them, but but they also take a lot of damage off of you. but uh, it's a really cool game. Um, I need to play more of it. I need to finish it because uh, I was super hyped for this game. I had pre-ordered it, went and downloaded it. Um, I got into it, and I enjoyed what I played. And uh, once again, another game, game comes along, and I'm just like, I want to play that. <laughs> so, uh, But I really did enjoy on uh, Oninaki. So um, it was a really cool game that came from Square Enix and uh, took your RPG. So... Uh, that's my number four. Awesome. Uh, my number three, Ed. Not a whole lot to say about it. I just spend a lot of time with it, and it's the one game my wife will play with me 
Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, <laughs> the best Mario Kart, the best racing game on the market today. I don't care what you Crash fans say, you're wrong. I don't care what you Team Sonic Racing fans say, you're wrong. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is the definitive kart racer. It's the best Mario Kart game. It's the best kart racing game. Characters are fun. Tracks are unique. They're they're challenging. Uh, 200cc mode is a pain in my butt. Uh, mirror mode is awesome. The way they change the classic tracks to make them feel fresh, it it's just an amazing uh, uh, kart racer. And them adding the new the battle mode back into the game, a proper battle mode is awesome. Adding the Splatoon characters was cool. Adding you know a lot of new characters this time around, and and adding Yoshi colors and adding. Koopa Troopa colors and adding, you know, Shy Guy. Like, they, they added so much st- stuff to this version of the game. Uh, yeah. at, even adding uh, Link's motorcycle from Breath of the Wild to this version of the game. Oh, yeah. Smart. You know, I mean, they have the one motorcycle, but when that DLC came out, they dropped an update with the uh, other motorcycle in it. So there's actually two Zelda motorcycles in this game. And, you know... <laughs> The Mercedes Benz. Uh, <laughs> I mean that that aside, right? Like, I mean that was funny and dumb, but it's it's really funny to watch Mario drive Mercedes, though. I'm not gonna lie. So those cars aren't even that good. It's you know, I mean they're they're just not. But man, dude, seeing seeing the F zero levels in there also yes. was like, oh man, F zero is never coming back. <laughs> you know, so never say never. No, I it's over. <laughs> I have faith in it. I think it'll come back. You also think Arms Two is coming out, Ed? What's your number three? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, you beat me. Uh, David X Machina's my number three. I I love this game. I love the flying. I love the shooting. Uh, I know some people argue argue to me about it, uh, but. I feel like the flight is a little bit better in this than Anthem, but no, not to Anthem. Love the flying shooting in the Anthem too. Uh, um, but man, just having the Witcher coming into the game, which is weird, customizing your mech, uh, shooting like a beautiful, fast world, great soundtrack. It, that trailer, if even if you guys watch our E3 um, direct when they announced this game, and how I just went bonkers. Like, it took my E3 game of the year for that. And I was just, well, E3 game of the show, I should say. I I love this game. Like, I talked about Gris artwork, but this artwork is just like, I I want more Mech Warrior or Mech games like this in this art style. And I really do hope that it does a little bit better on other platforms or Steam because I feel like it, I feel like people missed out of it because they was waiting for, you know, Dragon Quest, um, Link's Awakening, Astro Chain, Fire Emblem, and other games and stuff. Yeah, and really, I know it really came not- out at that time where, like, I think people were waiting for Fire Emblem, obviously, like you said, yeah. and like Astral Chain being the surprise hit. I think a lot of people were like, I feel like a lot of people were waiting to either go okay, I only have this amount of money. I'm either getting Damon X Machina or Astral Chain, right? And I think with Astral Chain being the hit that it was, an unexpected hit that 
people were like, oh, well, I'm going to get Astral Chain. And I think that, honestly, like, I know they're two separate games, but I think that really hurt Damon yeah. X Machina. And, and, yeah, and even though Astral Chain did come in August, September was packed with Switch games. It, <clears throat> you could have spent $500 alone on Switch games. It was packed that month. Yeah, it and was. So, so, like, I can understand why people missed it. I literally had to drive a whole hour um, to get this game because my local GameStop didn't carry it, and I had to drive like 45 minutes to get to my nearest Best Buy to buy that game. And, like, I I, I don't know what else, else to say, but yeah, my number three is Demon X Machina. They also gave us that fantastic controller, by the way. The, the yes. Joy-Cons, they're the the massive <laughs> clip-on controllers. So, uh. yeah, and and and, and uh, last last thing before uh, we go back to you, Corey, this is how you do a demo to just like really put it out, let people try it, and let them see your feedback and everything before actually giving a date and releasing it. Like that's how you do a demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I mean, it was basically you know taking fan feedback from the demo and changing it within the game. So, yes. Uh, all right, Ed, my number two, no surprise fire Emblem three houses. Uh, I've spent a lot of time with this game and I actually just started a new game. Well, I started the side stories section of the, the game because, uh, the yes. Cinder shadows DLC is separate and you can play through it. And if you play through the, uh, the side story, you unlock the, uh, other side stuff in the game and the characters to join your party and stuff. So, uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, this game is very special. It's definitely a, a story I was unexpectedly attached to. Um, you know, I, I I love Fire Emblem to play Fire Emblem. I don't really care about the story, right? It's just some anime BS usually that I don't really care <laughs> about. You know, but like playing this game and actually, you know learning about the students and their interactions with you and each other and, you know, building a class, you know, and, and seeing like recruiting characters to join you that, you know, may not otherwise, depending on what you're trying to do with your own character and yes, uh, just seeing how the story plays out and the second half of the game being so kind of like, you know, kind of gut wrenching at times because, you know, if you you see people who are friend, literally friends fight for what they believe in and their choices aren't exactly, you know, yeah, it, it's just it's just a really intense kind of story that was it, it really hit me in a way that I didn't expect it to. But, you know, Fire Emblem Three Houses is a game that I'm going to definitely there's already a few games on Switch that I'm going to. I want to replay right and fire them mm-hmm. on three houses is definitely uh, on that list to play again because just because I want to play as a different house and see how it changes, you know, like that's the cool thing is like, there's actually three games in this game. Uh, yeah. You know, they decided not to do the uh, birthright conquest revelations route of fates. Uh, so I can't wait to play this again, to be honest with you. I've actually thought about just, putting Tokyo Mirage Sessions down to replay Fire Emblem. I, I say go ahead and do it. Just just give in to Fire Emblem. You come back to Tokyo a little bit later. No, because um. if I put Tokyo Mirage Sessions down now, I'm not going to finish it. I just, I feel like, I feel like this is a game that like, 
I need to finish it now because I will not mm-hmm. go back to it if I do put it down just like the last time, even though I'm, I'm liking this game a lot, right? Like, yeah, you know, there's a reason why Tokyo Mirage Sessions is number 15 and not number two, right? I mean, <laughs> it, on my list. So, uh, but yeah, Fire Emblem Three Houses is number two on my list. So, yeah. So my number two is Astro Che. Um, great new IP from Platinum. Just like very anime, but like that intro when you shooting and driving, it's just so good in the fighting and using your legion, just everything. It just it works so good. And doing the detective work, like this is very impressive of this art being on Switch and it really pops. Like it really looks good and stuff. So um you guys could check a uh, future partner play about it. But yeah, Astro Chain uh love this game so that's my number two yeah uh it kind of reminds me of a good version of crackdown but made in japan with silly anime uh antics with some really cool like cool you know buddies which is that you which is which is funny that you mentioned crackdown because i actually went back and played crackdown one and I was just like, yeah, Crackdown 3 is so much better. <laughs> I mean. But I can, I, I can yeah. see what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, look, I, I think a lot of people look at Crackdown with rose-colored glasses because everybody bought it for the Halo beta, right? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, this game is okay. I guess I'll play it now that the Halo 3 beta is over. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, anyways, welcome to Arsenal X for some uh, Xbox content. Uh, but anyways. My number one, Ed, it's it's no question Breath of the Wild. I had such a fun time with this game. I still think about I still think about this game three years later, I think about this game at least three or four times a week. I think about playing it, I think about what I could have done different on my initial playthrough. I think about if I played it again, what can I do different now that I know everything that I know? Uh, you know, how do I how do I go back to this game and just eat it all up again like I did the first time. Like this game is so incredible. This the the memory stuff was really fun to watch and see a different Zelda in this game, you know, like a, not necessarily a damsel in distress or a a you know, childhood friend, but like a real princess learning how to take over as queen someday and yes. you know, Link being the 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 just one of the guardians of the world right like you know you could have played as any of the guardians right and the story could have been similar right but like mm-hmm. you're just the human guardian as as opposed to like the goron or the the Rivali or, or you know what i mean like there's there's a lot of fun things going on in this game there's a lot of cool elements in this game and and the way the physics work with the climbing work with the the different ways you can do things like don't put a don't set a bomb arrow in the field or the whole field will set fire and you'll have to run right like that's that's it's it's amazing how all the systems work with each other it's so yes amazing how all the systems work with each other so just how expensive the game is and just and just every search in every nook and cranny dude there's and, like secret upon secrets and just finding the little nuggets of the other games in there right like yeah like 
it's crazy. Remember, like two years after the game came out, people found Onset Island from Wind Waker. Like, <laughs> like they just found the landmass that was Onset Island from Wind Waker, or you find the broken temple from Skyward Sword, or you find, yeah, you know, some little tendrils from Twilight Princess, or the Temple of Time. Right? Like, it's it's just it's all in there. Like, it it's amazing how they just weaved all this stuff in there naturally. You know, and and I mean. I know there's some things that open world, other open world games do better. And mm-hmm. I know that, you know, there's some puzzles and, and, you know, the dungeons were kind of weak in this game, but like if the first attempt at Nintendo's open world game is this, like if it was this good, the first try, like imagine what breath of the wild two is going to be, or that Ugh. fake third game that we talk about eventually <laughs> is going to be right. Like, I mean, I would- I want that shit to be so bad, dude. Don't worry, we're gonna do an expansion pack on it. Uh, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, I, there's this game just is really special, and you know, I yes. would I would have played it even if it was, even if I couldn't get a Switch. Like, I have the I have the Wii U version, right? It's still mm-hmm. sealed, which is I'm gonna leave it sealed, I think. But uh, you know, like I, I, this game was really special and really just. I don't really have a lot of words for it that people haven't already said, but it's just, uh, you know, it's every, every now and again, I find myself in a, in a, in a down, like I, like I'm not playing games the way I want to, right? Like I'm not, mm-hmm. I games haven't grabbed me. And sometimes I find myself asking myself if I have grown out of games or if I, you know, is this, is this still as fun as it used to be? Is it still like something I want to do or, you know what I mean? Like I, I, yeah. And I know, like, I know the answer to that question is just like, you just haven't found the game that grabbed you. Right. But the question, I still ask myself that question sometimes and breath of the wild sucked me back in so hard that I just like, you know, I, I, I still think about this game every day and it's been three years you know, it's been t- almost two and a half years since I beat the game. Like, I don't know, man. Breath of the Wild is a special game, and that's that's why it'll probably be number one f- forever. Yeah. You know, even if the sequel is better, you know, even if they come out with a new new set of Zelda games, you know, on it was their the, next what, system. It was, the, it was the first game that started all and set a foundation. Heck, dude, people, like I said, when people want basic climbing, that's been in games for years in in other games in other new modern games that's crazy Mm -hmm. the fact that they just like were like screw it you can just climb everything as long as you have the stamina to do it or you cook the right recipe to give you stamina to do it or you know you find certain powers to help you get up higher faster and then you can climb from there right like it's 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 something that like you're like, wow, this is incredible. But also it's something it's like, why hasn't somebody thought of this before? You know, like, why is this like such a revelation in gaming? But also it's like, yeah, this is such a revelation in gaming, you know? So, I mean, Breath of the Wild is a special game. And, and if you own a Switch, like you owe it to yourself to play it. Yes. Uh, and I know there's some people out there that don't care for it and don't like it, which is fine. But like. It's still you a game that get... it's still a game that you need to at least try to play. Yes. You know? So. Yes. Uh, 
like the game doesn't give you a venture because it wants you to make your own adventure. Yeah, and like the first thing I did was like the first thing I did was climb to the top of every tower. It was the first yes. thing I did. And then I would like as soon as I climbed to a top of a tower, I would do like the visible shrines, right? Unless it was a a, a test of strength one, right? But uh, that's the thing too is like every shrine is a fast travel point. And then you unlock the ability to set down your own fast travel points. And it's just, yes. it's just it's so good, man. It's so special. <sighs> I love that game. Uh, but Ed, what's your number one game? Since I know it's not Breath of the Wild since you haven't beaten it yet. So <laughs> thank you for pointing that out. I will every, every episode until you beat it. Guys, you know what my number one game is. Corey, you should know what my number one game is. I actually don't because you've already said four games that I thought were your number one. So, Really? Yeah. What have I been talking about that's my number one? I don't know. You said you already said Just Shapes and Beats. You, uh-huh. you already said Graceful Explosion Machine. Uh-huh. You already said Damon X Machina and you already said uh-huh. Astral Chain. Uh-huh. Oh, I guess Yoshi's Crafted World was the Yes! Other one. What else? Of course Yoshi's Crafted World. This game fully love my 2019 game of the year. Maybe one of my one of the best games that's up there with Breath of the Wild on the Switch and some other ones. Man, beautiful artwork, music, the comedy and the writing, the level design is crazy on point so good i love this game this is a, a me and query uh worked together to do a review for it so you guys can read that thank you again boss for that uh this this game made me put the controller down and just scream with happiness and joy like it will really brighten up your day it's not too frustrating unless you're trying to get everything um but like it is such a fun-filled game that anyone could pick up and play. You could do two or three levels if you want to. Um, it's not too long. It's a good about seven hours worth of gameplay. If you're trying to get everything, you could probably add two more on. Uh, but I thoroughly enjoy Yoshi's Craft the World. And I carry with me... I, well, I actually put it in the box uh, that it came in because I had it in my uh, case that I carried my Switch around. I actually put it in the game case, but I might take it out and put it back into my uh, Switch case so I could play it when I carry it around. Um, but yeah, my number one show is Craft the World. Like This is a must-have. Nice. Yeah, I, I, I kind of forgot that, that I forgot that that game was like up there for you. Um, but I mean, I was, I was close. I named four games that probably should have been your number one too. So, (laughs) so, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's our top 25. I can't believe that we did a three hour, almost a three hour episode tonight. That kind of shocks me to be, I might edit a little bit down, uh, especially some of that early stuff we were talking about just to tighten it up a little bit. But yeah, I, I mean, Look, Switch has a lot of fantastic games on here. And, you know, I there's games that we didn't mention, like a lot of the third-party stuff that I think should be mentioned too. Like, you know, I, I don't want to have a huge conversation on stuff, but, like, I think especially now with the patch, The Witcher 3, right, is a game I that... Need to, 
I want to watch a digital foundry's video on that. Yeah, like The Witcher 3 I think deserves a mention. I mm-hmm. think I think Bethesda's support uh across Doom, Wolfenstein, the two Wolfenstein games on Switch and and Skyrim have been really phenomenal from them and I know they have more on the way. Uh you know, I mean I think Fallout Shelter's on Switch. I think uh they're going to put that Elder Scrolls uh Legends game on. You know, they they have a lot of stuff coming to Switch still too. So uh that's always a a welcome uh, thing so I mean, there there's games that we didn't mention obviously, but there's just that that much good uh, content on the Switch that there's going to be great stuff left out. So uh, you know, yes, that's our that's our top twenty five list. Obviously, Ed took a little bit of a different approach than I did, um, and we gave him fifty games worth of different. Uh... I know, and like you know, I I thought we were gonna go into this doing a top, saying top twenty five, but like obviously we're giving you fifty great games, fifty plus great games because I had a yeah. bunch of honorable mentions, and uh, you know, you did too, and then we just named a few more. So the Switch is a, a fantastic system. Like if I if we weren't podcasting and anything, and like I could only have one con- like one console, like I would be perfectly happy having the Switch, right? So yes. Um, I mean, if if I could only have one console, like I know I'd be in the minority, but I would only I would pick the Nintendo stuff to stay in that ecosystem, you know. Oh yeah. So as much as I would miss Gears and and Halo and God of War and Horizon and uh, you know games like that, I I would trade all that just to play a Breath of the Wild sequel or you know, a Mario plus rabbit sequel or Mario Kart nine or, or, you know, some of the, like, it's just, it, it's no question. So, uh, but yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna do it for this, uh, evergreen episode of Nintendo pow block episode 185. We will return for a normal episode next week, obviously. Uh, so also check out last week's episode where we had Mark Carabin from, uh, secret friends unite co-op mode, uh, and also, uh, formally, they're not doing warp whistle anymore. Are they, uh, N- uh, no. Yeah, I don't, I, but you know, that's where we found, that's when I became aware of Mark's, uh, presence. And, um, so he's, he's a cool dude. Please go listen to secret friends, you and co-op mode. I think both podcasts are on the same feed. At least they are on iTunes. I don't know if they they separate them out on other feeds, but on iTunes, uh, they are on the same feed. So, um, yeah, check that out. Also check out our friends at diggity podcast that I guessed it on. Uh, also I will be also be appearing on we, the gamer cast with Sean Capri on in, uh, early to mid March. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Another person that, you know, we've been following for a while and this is going to be, I've known of Sean and I've, talked to Sean, you know, mm-hmm. at very various points throughout our podcasting th- careers on Twitter, but like yes. this is going to be our first interaction together ever, like live interactions with each other and it's going to yeah. it's going to be fun, I think. So I did yeah, I did one with them last year or two years ago. Yeah. Uh when we the game cast and he, he he was a ball. He's a ball of energy. He's yeah. like No, yeah. Just no. a wonderful person. Yeah, he. I think he does. He does. He does just about as much as we do. I think, and and more. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and and I know he's doing uh the Xbox Drive and We the Gamer Cast and 
Uh, oh, he's been Nintendo gurus. Nintendo stuff, and yeah, it's he does a lot, so uh, it's gonna be fun. I can't, I can't wait because yes. yeah, just, I just can't wait for all all this stuff. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to infiltrate Boss Rush into a bunch of these other shows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I I just want to podcast with friends because that's what that's what I think we do best around here is just have fun and talk about games and BS, you know. Uh, so anyways uh remember you can find us on twitter at boss underscore rush underscore games you can find nintendo power block every thursday now on your podcast service of choice uh hopefully there's not any uh you know hiccups with the move to anchor uh we're moving to anchor because it's free and it's simple to use and it's been recommended to me by lots of people and Free is a lot cheaper than Podbean. So, uh, yes. And so, you know, that's where we're moving. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's, uh, I think that's going to be it. Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at that retro and you can check option opinion out on SoundCloud and other podcasts and it'll be on anchor soon. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter, Instagram, and, uh, Facebook, I guess. Uh, you can also find me on and Ed on the Boss Rush podcast. And uh, Arsenal X is our Xbox show that you should go download. And uh, you can find all of our content on bossrushgames.com and subscribe at bossrushgames.com slash subscribe. So thank you guys so much for listening and or watching. And uh, until next week, we love you. Bye, everybody. Woo-hoo.